Gentlemen, welcome to Cartridge. The first rule of Cartridge Club is you do not talk about Cartridge Club. The second rule of Cartridge Club is you do not talk about Cartridge Club. Good evening, friends, and welcome to an unseasonably creepy episode of the Cartridge Club. Oh my. Uh, you know, or actually, you know what? No, it, uh, it's not going to be creepy at all. Um, but what it will be is just like every other episode of the Cartridge Club that you love straight from the franchise. Actually, you know what? No, it's it's not going to be like that at all. It's going to be completely different. It's not even going to feel like a Cartridge Club episode. Um, however, none of that matters because we've got three amazing guests here to offset my very clearly sarcastic tone this episode. I am P1 of the Cartridge Pros, and I am joined by my brother P2. Yo. We host the Cartridge Club. It's a monthly gaming podcast where we invite all of our friends to play along, and at the end of the month, we then have three of them on to record the show. It's like a book club for super cool gamers. Now, let's meet those gamers. First up, we have the gamer with the rockinest show on YouTube. I give you... Alpha Omega. Oh wait, no. I mean J Rock, the Game Rocker. Mm. Hello, J Rock. Thank you for having me back on the show. <laughs> I can't remember if I made that Alpha Omega Sin joke before about your channel. Oh. But, uh... I think you did. I think you did. Not here though. <laughs> so let our listeners know uh, where they can find you and uh, tell us all about your Wayne's World esque uh, YouTube channel. Uh, well, I have a YouTube channel that the Toronto Star calls a Wayne's World esque rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, you can uh, find me on YouTube, J Rock the Game Rocker, or on social media at J Rock Game Rocker on pretty much anything Instagram, Twitter, and there's a Facebook group as well. So, yeah, you can find me that way. And I generally do stuff on video games on my videos, and uh, lately just doing weekly videos between a rock and a hard place for the last 30 weeks in a row. And yeah, just just pretty much taking a peek into my life every week. Yeah, I uh, I have to say the between a rock and a hard place is uh, because of how busy my work schedule has been lately. It's one of the few shows that I make an effort to see every week. Uh, I like it because it's entertaining. It keeps me up to date. Uh, I can watch it while I'm doing other things, and they're short. Yeah, uh, not as short as ten minutes, but uh, they're <laughs> shorter than twenty minutes. Oh, they go on past ten minutes because mine always, for whatever reason, get turned off right at ten minutes. <laughs> oh, then you're missing a lot of good stuff at the end. Oh, boy. That really inspired us to do uh, our ten minute limit. So it did, yeah. J Rock, J Rock, stealing the idea from Ramvox, who stole the idea from Kevin, <laughs> who stole it from Johnny Millennium, really inspired us. <laughs> I think we should all just steal more from Kevin. I think we should. Yeah. Yeah. I Do you guess. have his address? Because I could start tonight. <laughs> he invited me over to a sleepover, like a slumber party. No way. Oh. <laughs> Are you going? That's awesome. <laughs> Are we talking there, sleeping bags? And... There was there was talk of doing like a sitcom. <laughs> you, I would. I'd watch that. Yeah. That sounds adorable. <laughs> So, J-Rock, thanks for being here. Uh, we're very excited to hear your thoughts on this month's game. And uh, I'm going to take this chance now to move on to our next guest. Because um, apparently I can't pronounce the word guest today. Uh, from the most accurate depiction of every gaming relationship ever, we have first-time clubber, long-time friend, from Girlfriend Versus, we have Boyfriend. Woo! 
I am finally here, gentlemen. Yes. Wow. Yes, yes, and yes. gentle lady. Don't spoil uh, my surprise on who the oh, third sorry. guest is. <laughs> <laughs> Here you call J-Rock a lady. <laughs> That's exactly who I was great. referring to. Oh, my. Uh, no, it's it's great to be here, guys. Uh, I've been wanting to do one of these forever. Yeah. Um, and we finally hit the sweet spot this month. Yeah, luckily we were able to pick a game that uh, you seem to love. And uh, I guess we're going to find out why later on, but tell our listeners about your channel in case for some reason they haven't found it already. Uh, okay, well, let's see, where do I begin? We've got a little YouTube channel, it goes by Girlfriend Versus, that's the word girlfriend, V-S. And uh, me and my girlfriend uh, play video games, or rather she plays video games, I coach her through them, it's funny. Uh, we have another show that we just started called For the Win where I'm kind of highlighting just cool stuff that uh, we do in life, not necessarily game-related. Um, can be, you know, like we just went to a Rolling Stones concert, so that was in the latest episode. Mm. Uh, and then I do pickup videos, and every once in a while when I uh, feel like it, I make a Star Trek review. I think and you that's, inspired uh, P2 to go back and start watching Star Trek with those. You did. And I'm oh, out, that's uh, great. I'm on the last season of the original series, which their series are like 27. I've seen three seasons and I was like, I'll fly through this. But they're 27 mm -hmm. episodes, like an hour long. Like these are long. Yeah. Seasons, but it's, yeah, a, it's a great show. It's a great show. Oh, I'm glad you got into it. I'm actually going to do the original series next. Oh, you haven't done it yet. No, I'm going back to I'm, I'm finishing up. Uh, I've, I've seen all of TNG and then I'm going to make the two. I'm working on the next two. Uh, Boyfriend Boldly Goes. Uh, and then I'm going to go watch the original series oh, next. Right on. Oh, I, I highly recommend. Mm hmm. Well, boyfriend, uh, we're happy yes. to have you here. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I'm, <laughs> I'm really excited, honestly. I've been, I've been wanting to do this forever. I listen to you guys all the time. So We have uh, a hidden episode. We P1. do. Yeah, this is, uh, this is not the first or even the second time we have worked with boyfriend. That's right. Uh, we have our, uh, our girlfriend versus episode where. Uh, Three relationships almost ended. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, we got the girls to play Mega Man Two. Yeah, uh, I am still uh, making up for that uh, <laughs> debacle of a choice. Why didn't I just pick Super Mario Three? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then we recorded a, a Cartridge Club Uncut episode uh, with Curtis and all the all the cast members from that, uh, all the male cast members from that video, and. Uh, P2 was going to edit that, so we're still just waiting. What? <laughs> uh, it, uh, it's not, it hasn't been eliminated. It will get out there at some point. It'll be like a super secret, special, all of a sudden, here it is moment for the for car diehard Cartridge Club fans. Very diehard. I don't remember what we talked about, to be honest. Like I, That was so long ago now. I know. And the whole, the whole point, what's funny about it, is the whole point was like, the girlfriends played the game, yeah. and then we did the podcast where the guys talked about the girls playing the game. And yeah. now it, the topical part of it is, is kind of fallen by the wayside. It'll be the one year anniversary of, of the video, I guess. It'll probably be. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right. So that's that's two of our three guests. Now, um, come close, listeners. Uh, gather around. I uh, I want to mention our, our last, uh, la certainly not least, uh, guest. Uh, she is our favorite blogger whose last names whose last name rhymes with Burton. Um, we have the incomparable Lo Burton. 
Aha! Welcome the back. Queen of the Cartridge Club is back. <laughs> Undisputed yes, queen. That's right. Yeah, that's if true. I'm not mistaken, to date, I am the only woman to do a full episode of the Cartridge Club. Yeah, yeah I think so. So, I... ladies, I know you're out there. You need to get in on this shit because it is a sausage fest up in here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we had, we had Kinsey on that one mini episode. Yeah, yeah. And that is it. Can we count Kevin? Yeah, oh, 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 he's not even here. That's harsh. Well, in that case, I'm definitely not the queen of the cartoon. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, oh, my God. We'll, we'll determine on which, whichever one of you has more She-Ra dolls will be the queen. <laughs> oh, boy. Poor so, Lo, um, tell everybody where they can read you. Yeah, so unlike my uh, YouTube counterparts here, I stick to more traditional media. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, I've got a website called andthenshegames.com. That is my video game blog of assorted nonsense, including but not limited to video game playthrough reviews, for lack of a better word. I really don't like calling them reviews. I don't feel like anybody reads my blog for a review. It's more just my experience with it. I read because it helps me with the passing. Well, that, that and I taught you how to play Splatoon. But... Oh, you did. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, she really, it's a great blog. She has a, an extremely gifted uh, ability for the uh, the English language. So Swearing. If you <laughs> yeah, and a lot of times the little tiny bits that are smaller are funnier than everything else. So uh, some of her letters, some of her words are smaller. Uh, my inner dead for, for me out. too. Oh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, so definitely please, if, if for some reason you are listening to this show, and you have not already uh, checked out andthenshegames.com, you have to do it right now, pause the show, because we are not going to be as interesting as that entire website. So go there, check it's it out. It's true. And then uh, too kind. afterwards come back and, and listen. Yeah, you can hear me swear here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, can we swear? Yes, you can. Yeah, you can. Fucking A! About oh, no, time. You can't, you can't say fuck. <laughs> Oh yeah. There's no universe in which Jules and I could do a Bioshock episode without swearing. Oh That's my gosh, point. could you imagine? Can you oh, say Bioshock? Yeah. The only actually we only have one episode. Uh yeah, no, J Rock, no, no hard seas. <laughs> oh, leave it to J Rock. Um yeah, there's only been in one episode I think that I edited and that was because uh, we had the the kids from Retro Nonsense on it. Um so I wanted them to be able to listen to it afterwards. Who's uh whose curses did you have to edit that? That it was mine. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't think of a way to do it, so I just cut out my whole portion of me talking. So I did the intro, and then I didn't speak for the rest of the episode. <laughs> but uh, those are our guests. Oh no! And uh, so we have a game, and I'm gonna assume that my brother, who is oh, always boy. prepared and organized, is already and set to go for me about to pass it over to him to talk about it and where it came yep. from. And if he's not. Hopefully this extended intro gave him the time he needed to get that uh, preparation done. Quick B2, open Wikipedia. I should have used this time. <laughs> so P2, no, why don't you tell everybody uh, what we've been uh, playing? I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go here. You see, I know that... Okay, so this month... <laughs> so this month, P1 has been playing the Resident Evil remake. <laughs> P2 has been playing uh, Resident Evil Revelations. I no, wasn't playing Splatoon. <laughs> <laughs> we've been, and we've been really stalling here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, so this month, we all played Resident Evil 4. 
which despite the name is not actually the fourth entry into the series, but that's all right. Uh, it came out in 2005. I struggle to think of a system it wasn't released on, but it originally came out, came out on the GameCube um, and then the PlayStation 2 and so on and so forth afterwards. Um, I actually played the Wii version for the first time all the way through. I owned this game back on the GameCube when it originally came out, but I did not finish it, but we'll get into why later. Um, but yeah, this is, you know, it's by Capcom. It's supposed to be a survival horror game. Uh, we'll discuss what, discuss whether it is or not in a minute. But uh, yeah, I love this series. This is not my first. I'm curious to hear if this is anybody else's first time playing. And if it's not your first time playing, what is your favorite Resident Evil in the series? I'd love to know. So let's get started with J-Rock. J-Rock, is this oh. your first Resident Evil? Uh, this is not my first Resident Evil uh, playthrough. It is my first time with Resident Evil 4. Okay. So what uh, is your, uh, would this be your new favorite Resident Evil, or do you have one that's still more favorite than this one? Uh, my favorites is caught between two and three. Okay, two and three. Yeah. Actually, uh, Resident Evil 2 for N64 was like the first and only game I ever brought, bought brand new for myself. No way! On the N64, yeah. Wow, and it was on the N64. And it, was, like it was just on a total whim, because just the box looked cool. So, you know, just a kid decision. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll blow my all my Christmas money on this. And I fell in love with the series. Oh, right on. Yeah, that probably would have been the coolest N64 box now that I think about it. Yeah, what are the yeah. odds? I never hear anybody say the first time I played it was on N64. That blows yeah. my mind. I love it. I've heard people say that, but it's never followed up with, and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I did play that version, though. It is pretty good. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, that's for sure. Um yeah, so wow. So you played through on the N64. I was, I was going to ask that next. So this month, is that, uh, or sorry, this month, what did you play on the, uh, for Resident Evil 4, what version did you play? I have it for PlayStation 2. Okay, so that's And I also, thing. to accompany it, I also have the official strategy guide. Ooh. So uh, it's full, of, chock full of stuff. So if there's any questions, I have the official source, uh, more <laughs> official than Wikipedia. Oh, is it? <laughs> so I have quick reference to things. Good to know. Uh, we may lean on that later. Yeah. <laughs> okay, how about you, Lode? Is this your first Resident Evil? Absolutely not. Tell us uh, your favorite Resident Evil, and I'd love to know what version you played this month for 4. Well, as I sit here wistfully holding my beloved copy of the original Resident Evil, Ooh, uh, nice. features the illustrious Barry Burton, who I may or may not be related to. um that that is definitely that's the one that sold me on the series and um it's it's really funny looking back because i mean at the time those games were received so differently than they are now like when you go back and play them now they're just hilarious you know true true. and uh four is really no exception but um yeah some they did enough it was it for me and i've played the, uh, the first countless times, and um, for four, I've played four once before uh, on the Wii, and it was one of the greatest video game experiences of my life uh, because I got to share it with a couple of really great friends, and I've got some amazing stories and memories from that playthrough. Right on. Um, so this time around, I went back to it. I played it on the Wii probably about three quarters of the game, and then actually I spent some time with a friend of mine who has it on PS3. To actually finish the game on PS3. So it was interesting experiencing it in HD and all that jazz. Oh, was there much of a difference switching over to HD? 
Nah, nah, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. It was mostly um, adapting to the DualShock controller after using the Wii controls. That yeah. was what threw me through a loop. That would be hard for sure. And that's actually uh, the reason why I didn't finish it on the GameCube is I, I did not like the controls. So it wasn't until I actually got the Wii version that I fell in love with the game. But uh, yeah, it definitely was hard getting used to the switching controls. All right. Uh, how about you, P1? Is this your first Resident Evil? Uh, well, you played Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2 with me, so I feel like you know that it's not. <laughs> Just um, answer the question. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, I played the first Resident Evil on our PS1. Um, I think it was the director's cut that we played. It was. I bought it from Microplay. Yeah. Uh, and loved it instantly from that initial uh, live-action cutscene where the people are being chased into the mansion through to almost becoming a Jill Sandwich... <laughs> um, to the sharks, like there's uh, there's nothing in Resident Evil One that's not it's perfect. It's survival horror at its finest. Sure. Um, and the second one was just as good. Um, I loved Leon. I loved playing as him. I had a bit of a crush on Claire. Um, and it was uh, great. I would say one is probably still my favorite just because it's the first one that started it all. And uh, you just really feel so alone. And as an adult, you question, like, why did we split up? Why didn't we just search together? <laughs> what exactly was Barry going to figure out by just sitting there staring at that blood? <laughs> but it might be Chris's blood. <laughs> How the fuck does he know whose blood it is? I've tried this. I've got my friends to cut themselves and try and figure out whose was who. <laughs> I even used the Barry's muscle. hidden talent is that he can actually taste people's blood and remember who they are. Everybody knows that. Uh, and but this was this was my first time with Resident Evil Four. Um, I had heard a lot of good things about it. Uh, I own it on the Wii and I have it on the GameCube. And because of my dislike for Metroid Prime on the Wii, I skipped and went straight to the GameCube version. And also, the GameCube has the greatest controller of all time. Um, and I really love Resident Evil One. We'll leave it at that for now, then. <laughs> You son of a bitch, Peter. <laughs> right. Son of a bitch. Now we're getting to the guy. Who, uh, uh, I, I've heard maybe a fan of Resident Evil 4. Um, he's a poser. He's both, maybe, maybe. J-Rock? <laughs> Where's this coming from? I'm just joshing you. <laughs> oh, all right. all right. Simmer down, you two. All right, Curtis. This is your chance, buddy. Tell us yeah. what your favorite Resident Evil is. Have you played all the others? I want to ask. I want to know first. I have played of the main series because I I know there's like the uh, what is it Survivor and Outbreak or whatever all those. I haven't I haven't played those, but yes, I've played every one of the main series. Right on. And uh, which is your favorite? You know, surprisingly, it's not four. I love. <laughs> Resident Evil 4. I'm going to just go let's let's get this out of the way because I know there's going to be some throwdowns later on. I love Resident <laughs> Evil 4. We have him tested for parasites. <laughs> but it is <laughs> I have a last plagas in me. Uh it is a very close second to my actual favorite, which is Resident Evil 2. Oh, great. Uh, Resident Evil 2 was the very first Resident Evil I ever played uh on the original PlayStation and the nostalgia just weighs heavy on the heart, and that will always be my favorite, I think. But Re Resident Evil 4 is right under it. Right under it. Mm, and I played, uh, I played it 
on the GameCube this time around. I've played the Wii version and I've played the GameCube version. I never played the PS2 one, but um, or PS3. I didn't even know it was on the PS3. That was crazy. Uh, but I played the GameCube this time. Right on. Yeah, I I echo your sentiments on Resident Evil 2. I think it's my favorite as well. The fact that you could play through it and then with Leon or or Claire and then go through an entirely different experience with the other character after you oh, beat it. Oh, brilliant. Oh, I, mind-blowing. And then there's still other side missions and, and tofu and, like, it's just there's so many things to that yes. game. Yes, oh. agreed. Oh, we, should, we definitely should have done that this month. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, I, I was actually hoping that it was going to – I would have voted for that one for sure. Oh, yeah, me you know too. What? Me Initially, too. the vote was Resident Evil 1, Resident Evil 2, and Resident Evil 4, but uh, somebody had me remove Resident Evil 2 because they wanted Revelations on the list. And I didn't say didn't remove vote. Resident Evil 2. And I just wanted Revelations And then they didn't vote. <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, let's just establish this now. Making this a vote at all was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> you fucked up. You now won. on, I pick the games. End of story. I P1. P1. The queen P1. has spoken. P1, is there someone, like, mowing the lawn outside of your window? Yeah, I have a neighbor who lives on one side of me who is the nicest old man I've ever met, and he is currently mowing the lawn of the neighbor who lives on the other side of me because he has heart conditions. <laughs> um, and there is... What a I'm jerk. going to... What an asshole. <laughs> when I edit this, I will blank out all of the parts where I'm not talking, so it won't be... You won't hear it over you guys, and when I'm talking, I'm sh I should be loud enough to drown it out. So, other than this moment of you asking if there's a lawnmower, nobody will even know a lawnmower happened today. Uh, I'm going to keep referencing this that? throughout the... I could uh, not should have said it was a chainsaw sister. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got well two done. girls at the door trying to sell me girl guy cookies with a couple of chainsaws. <laughs> it's really weird. They have sacks over their heads. <laughs> That's not weird in my neighborhood. <laughs> Just really ugly people, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, hey, you had tentacles coming out of your head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! All right, so let's talk about the story of this game. All right, you started off. Then. Yeah, I'm going over this because I got. Uh, so the president's daughter is kidnapped <laughs> and she goes missing. She's kidnapped by uh, a weird cult in Europe, in Eastern Europe. They know exactly where she is. Who do they send? The seals? No. Uh, the Delta Rangers? No. Do they send the NYPD? No. They send, I was a cop for half an hour, Leon Kennedy. Clearly Obama wasn't the president. Oof. He, oh. wasn't, he was in the middle of his first shift in Raccoon City and the whole although like, the HR department, first off I want to say, the HR department for the Raccoon City police are fucking top notch. Because they managed to go through the interview process, uh, hire, and then get a uniform for Leon Kennedy in the middle of a zombie outbreak. <laughs> Because his first day, the whole city is... And he's still surprised. He's like, this is really weird. The whole city is destroyed, and it is my first shift. But, and then he's still like, I gotta get into work. Yeah, yeah, I gotta I gotta get to work. Oh, so anyway, that goes down. He no longer works for Raccoon Police. And, uh... Oh, yeah, it's a good line. <laughs> and uh, he goes, uh... He gets hired by the president to be the only man to save... Like, is he fucking Steven Seagal? Here, here, I, let me read an excerpt from the uh, guide here. <laughs> Tells you things about the characters. Please determined, do. Determined to protect the people, Leon is now a government agent. Having worked his way up from agency to agency to the top ranks of national security. <laughs> In six years. Yeah. Leon has now completed the training necessary to join the secret security service of President Graham himself. Like, now, granted, I will say, you know, surviving a zombie apocalypse and then a nuclear explosion probably looks really good on a resume. Yeah. So, you know... 
I don't know. I, I just think, like, if the president... They just looked at his dreamy eyes and were just... That's, that's what it, it was. So I, I he brushed his hair out of the way. And he's a snappy dresser. They were like, uh, are you qualified? Who cares if he's qualified, Martha? Look at his outfit. <laughs> and that's Stevie yeah. Gaze. Sometimes I wonder where he got those sweaters. Maybe, this is the uh, man for the job. Maybe the and same I'll tell you what, he too. You know who the biggest <laughs> idiot is? Hunnigan. Because, dude, she could have Leon all to herself, but no, she's got to play all these mind games with him. And then at the end when it's like, uh, story of my life. Come on, are you kidding me? I wish I was on again. He, he just turned down Ashley to boot, so clearly this is not the story of his life. <laughs> is she not underage? The president's daughter? You said she was 20? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know either. I'm pretty, if you make, go into the file, that's like a new teenage. Ashley bothers me. She has, like, weird eyes. Did you notice that? They're, like, kind of brown, but they're just kind of sinister looking. Maybe that's because she's been injected with a mind control virus that makes tentacles grow out of your skull. Or she grew up the daughter of a politician. Or she... hey yeah. <laughs> um, So, yeah, so sorry, back to the story. So the president's daughter gets kidnapped by uh, a cult in Eastern Europe, and uh, <laughs> they know exactly where she is. And they put Leon in a, in a taxi cab with the two most inept... <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that was like. It's Leon and two local city cops. <laughs> Oh, man. Now, see, that would have been a game to play. And he gets there, and uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Leon, uh, being the, the the man for humanity and right and justice that he is, walks in and shoots the first four people he meets in the face. <laughs> they were coming at him. There, I stabbed them. Uh, buddy came at you with, I think it was a kitchen knife, if he even had that. And uh, I had that gun drawn faster than, uh, than a cop at a pool party. So, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> topical. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, so then, uh, we gotta find the, the president's daughter, mm-hmm. and she's probably hidden, uh, in a basement somewhere, or a tower somewhere that has uh, an intricate set of locks and keys that are in weird shapes and designs, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so we find her, and, uh... Spoiler alert, the whole game is an escort mission! Yeah. Ooh. And, uh, yeah. And there's no zombies. They've taken the zombies away and instead given us uh, infected Europeans. <laughs> you got to watch out for them. They're out yeah. there. The truly so cool, though, because when you shoot their head off, these tentacles come out of their heads, and then they start painting everything. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, before we go on, is Curtis there? Uh, his uh, thingy oh, is no. loading on my screen. So yes, I suggest- he missed all of that. Who earns? Maybe he heard you, but he maybe. probably hung up. He was like, "You know what? Fuck P one." <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, fuck him. Yeah, um, moose. I know his internet is sketchy at best. So now is the time to make fun of him. Yes. Oh yes, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know him. I have nothing to say. <laughs> you could do um, about that here. tongue sticking out. He's got a long tongue, apparently. He's. Uh, I think he's back now. Jeez, Hello. Louise! Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking about how much I love Resident Evil Four. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, so oh, yeah. I summed up the story as uh, the daughter goes missing, Leon goes to save her, and uh, there's no zombies. Instead, it's uh, Eastern European drug addicts. Yes. So before we get into the differences of why um, it switched from zombies, what did you guys think of the story? Uh, Curtis, wh- how did you feel that the story played out? Uh... 
<laughs> you know, it's like with Resident Evil, like it's so convoluted by this point. Like the 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 first one makes sense, right? Resident yep. Evil one. Yep. Resident Evil two seems a natural continuation of that story. Makes sense as well. But by the time you get to Resident Evil Nemesis and Code Veronica, which is even more bonkers, like it's it's gone completely off the rails. So I don't I don't go into. I know you guys are big RPG guys. I don't go into a Resident Evil game thinking like, oh man, here comes good story time. Time to satisfy my like narrative desires. Oh yeah, Resident Evil. No, I go in to kill zombies or mutant plague people or chainsaw people, whatever you want to call it. That's what I go to Resident Evil. You just, you just want to kill things. I just want to kill things. You know, <laughs> I can't say that. You mean you know? Maybe you can say that, J Rock. I can't say that. I'm an American. All right, we got problems here. <laughs> uh, okay, so just so I'm clear, Resident Evil Two is your favorite game. Your favorite Resident Evil, right? Yeah. So you're okay with the fact that, like, say they went away from zombies and now it's sort of like a, a virus? Did that bother yeah, you at but, all, playing? No, I liked it because it it changed you know like the the zombies that were presented in, in the original resident evils they were like the slow walking ones right. and this this not only could they like run in this one but they mm -hmm. were kind of smart they could use weapons they could shoot guns and rocket launchers and stuff i liked these ladders changed. yeah they could use ladders so i liked that True. you know that that the plague it kind of explained it because you couldn't really do that and like, what are they going to make? Like a smart zombie virus, like the <laughs> S virus that makes makes them smart, but they're still zombies. No, you had to do something like the Las Plagas thing. Have yep. any of you guys watched the Resident Evil movies? Oh, yeah, they're good. The live action, absolute garbage. Whoa, whoa, whoa hold on, me? hold on, hold on. Uh, I'm talking about the CG ones. Oh, yeah, you're talking about the live action one. Never no, mind. Yeah, the live action. So. Oh, those are garbage. <laughs> in in those those films, they just basically steal ideas from the Resident Evil games. It's not yeah, related they kind of at all. Which, which game they but, want to steal from, too? Exactly, and this is what I'm getting at: is in the first film, mm -hmm. it was um, zombies. It was the T virus, right, breaking out in yep. the laboratory, yada yada yada. And then as the series progressed, suddenly the zombies were like experimented on, and they got smarter and faster, and they could do things, and. It, it, you're seeing the same transition within the Resident Evil games. The difference is in uh, the first thing it says in Resident Evil 4 is for all intents and purposes, Umbrella is gone. Hmm. So, excuse me, all the Resident Evil I know is Umbrella. Now, obviously, once we get into it, we know they're not gone, but right. that's what they open with. And then the second thing you see is, well, he's not a zombie. So, True. no umbrella, no zombies. I'm sorry, what's the title of this game again? <laughs> it's called Resident Evil 4. It's not Zombie 4. It's actually called Biohazard. Oh, it's called, don't go to Europe. I thought it was... We didn't play Gears of War? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. That, nowhere... You, we don't, it doesn't have to be zombies. Where did, this, did, did it have to be zombies? Where does it because say that? Because the whole series is based upon the T-Virus. And they just cut that out entirely and they're like well fuck you guys here's no no parasite so shit now so that we can have napoleon in a game so far the stories have been based around the t-virus but that that man that has been done you know this that's, is that's not a series that can can do that though this is this whole you hear the word resident evil you think zombie mm -hmm, that's you don't true think no, i think i think walking infected squid thing. handsome leon kennedy is what i think <laughs> <laughs> his dreamy eyes <laughs> all right but and ada wong and and the it thing makes is, no sense. <laughs> as everyone, why is she wearing a dress? 
It's a tactical dress. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, all right. Yeah. As everybody has stated, it is significantly different than the previous entries. Now, this was actually by design. He, uh, they wanted to reinvent the game after three other ideas. Like they had the game Resident Evil Four was going to be very similar to the older ones, just with better graphics and 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 slightly different mechanics until they changed it to what it is now. Now. Like I was mentioning earlier before the podcast, there is a version um, with a trailer and a demo that came out, and it's uh, referred to as the Hookman version. Um, actually, yeah, if you if you Google it, it comes up with how uh, the writer the writer of it was ashamed that Shinji Mikami had to step in and cancel it because it was that good. Um, I highly recommend everybody listening to go and check out that trailer and that gameplay to see if it would be more up their alley um and and now and i would like to know because you can't play it right i'd be very disappointed but like that's ghosts. the question is that makami was was had a lot of pressure on him they capcom came to him and said if this is not a successful game we're canceling the series that's it's done so he made the decision to change it into something that was more mainstream we'll say now clearly it worked it i mean it's only the fourth best-selling Resident Evil game, but it was still very successful and kept the series alive. How can you say so, it worked? Like, so now all of a sudden we're full of third-person shooters where you play as an older guy who has to escort a young girl through a world full of uh, weird creatures <laughs> with strange heads? It's either that or we don't see Resident Evil again. Yeah, like, that, that's they, they you, just, the, you just the summed up my life. Just <laughs> summed up my life, you want? I have to escort I... my wife through a city of people with strange heads. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know, the question I'm asking is, do you guys think he made the right decision by changing it, the series is still alive. Um, you know, it's still thriving. It's there's there's six out now. Um, do you think he made the right choice, J Rock? What do you think? Well, uh, P two. Uh, since since you asked, it is actually my first time playing through Resident Evil Four. Um, <laughs> I yeah, asked you. He asked you first. You answered. <laughs> I didn't. No, I didn't talk about the game. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to add. We, like you were talking about. How they're, I thought it was a cool twist how they made it about the parasites because it is a game called Biohazard from Japan. So that is a type of biohazard. True. So it's interesting to see them take a spin on how they could get away from just the regular old zombie thing. Just an observation. No, no, that's a great observation because it really could be anything. Anything that's viral and, and changing people. It doesn't have to be zombies. You're right. Um, but what about I the thought the story was far-fetched. What about the gameplay mechanics? Did you you played Resident Evil 2? You loved it. Do you like the gameplay mechanics that were in this version? I don't mind tank controls. I know a lot of people don't like it, oh, but uh, it took a little bit of getting used to in this game uh, using the aiming. Right, right. But I'm quite good at it now after some practice. But uh, yeah, it was it's a lot better. Okay, and you know, so you like it more do. than tank <laughs> controls. Pardon? If you had the option of it being tank controls, would you have switched back to tank controls, or you like it now that it's not? I think I would like the option to see. Okay, interesting. That would be interesting. Would be interesting. I, yeah, wouldn't pick either or. How about you, Lo? Do you think they made the right decision? <laughs> well, b before Curtis calls up my ass, let me just put this out there. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, okay, you said specifically it was this or shut it down completely. It now, was successful or shut it down completely. 
and and I've voiced in the past how upset I've been about series that have been carried on when they shouldn't have. Mm. So, all things considered, Resident Evil 4 isn't a terrible game. It's a terrible Resident Evil game, but it's not a terrible game. What pisses me off? Resident Evil 5. Resident (laughs) Evil 6. So, it was a step in the wrong direction that started this downward spiral to games that I won't even play. I won't even touch them anymore. I played maybe a half hour Resident Evil 5 and literally threw it in the trash and it wasn't even mine. <laughs> PS3 went with it because that's how pissed off I was. Like this, I don't even recognize this. This isn't Resident Evil. And I really hate it when series do that. So if it were this or die, I would have chosen, chosen die. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Let it go out with a bang. Let it hold its dignity, you know? I, 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 uh, I think I might agree. I'm, I'm not 100%. Uh, Curtis, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Do you think he made the right decision switching the genre the way that it is now? Yes. And this is what I will say to that is the the whole argument, first of all, let's let's get back to the, the argument that Resident Evil, it's gotta be zombies, gotta be T virus. No, that's a that's a terrible argument because look at all the other video game series that have gone away. It's like Mario. Like uh, when in Mario 2, like it's not Bowser. It's like there's no Koopas. It's Shy Guys and Wharton. Yeah, let's not have the Doki Doki panic discussion here. Nobody bring that up. I get it. <laughs> but still, it is considered canon now, and people right. love that game. And it's a great game, but it doesn't have anything. Even the controls are completely different, but everybody loves that game. And then they went back. Listen, getting back to now it, w- that it's gotten away from its, its roots, look at the Mario series again. It went from 2D to 3D, and now they're making the 2D games uh, again, as well as the 3D games. So True. maybe they could go back and make another tank-controlled Resident Evil, as well as as keeping these, these this new uh, play style that, they, that they're going with. You know, like uh, uh, Resident Evil Re- Revelations, I think, is a great example of continuing what 4 started, where 5 and 6 got away from that. Okay. Uh, but I think we can live in a world where both versions can exist and I would love another tank control Resident Evil game, and maybe we'll get one one day. But that doesn't mean we have to erase all these other ones that have been made. Nope, fair enough, fair enough. And I agree. I think what it comes down to is the real problem may not be the creator himself. It may be Capcom because we all know that they don't exactly handle everything the way they should. So even when um, hey, I support every decision ever made by Capcom. <laughs> Well, that's about the end of the show. Oh, uh, Capcom. Um, but yeah, so even when, uh, like, uh, I was just reading some things here that when they switch, when he said, I want to switch away from the more horror-themed and more of an action, the switch to an action theme, his staff got depressed. They got unmotivated. They didn't even want to keep moving on because they weren't happy with scrapping what they previously had. Um, it took a lot of convincing for him to say, hey, it's either you do this or we all lose our jobs kind of thing. Um, but in the end, it ended up being wildly successful. Uh, P1, I didn't hear your thoughts. What do you think? Do you think he made the right decision switching this over? When you're faced with a decision of make this successful or those nine people can't feed their families tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, I mean, as the the lead on the on the on the on the game on the series, you have a, a responsibility to your staff to keep them employed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, is it possible that they could have just made a survival horror game that was successful? Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. He's supposed to be the the father of survival horror, right? Like, yeah. He's the guy when they he said he was making evil within. Everybody slid off their chairs. <laughs> it's like, true. Um, 
I do. <laughs> he, they created a new genre. They did. Um, Last of Us is it's Resident Evil Four. Leon yeah, is yeah. Joel. Ellie is the Ashley. <laughs> um, Las Plagas is the fungus heads. <laughs> it's you know action I mean? horror. It's it's action horror. Yeah. yeah. Action um, horror. Yep. So obviously the change they made hit a chord with some people. I agree when you said earlier that it's not a bad game. You know what I mean? It, the mm. control. We'll get to the controls or anything like that. But Resident Evil Four as a game is not a bad game. I think where it suffers is the fact that like I I love Resident Evil One and I love Resident Evil Two. And it's not just tank controls. It's not just fixed cameras. It's not just zombies. It's because there's a feeling of alone and isolation in those games, and it's you know what I mean. Like you, you really sweat that out. Like, how many, how many other games nowadays do you have to make sure you're proficient using the fucking knife? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you get yeah. that hand weapon at the beginning of a game like uh, Uncharted. You know, if they gave Drake a knife, nobody on the planet would even it would sit in your inventory. You'd never use it. You know, because there's ammo everywhere. Everything's got ammo. There's trees grow ammunition. Um. So he's hot. No one cares. <laughs> Isn't that what Curtis said about Leah? He's so dreamy. Come on. I uh, I don't hate Resident Evil Four. I hate that a series that I love became something that it's not. Like it, like Curtis said, it grew. It changed. Mario grew and changed, and now they're going back to their roots and they're doing both. But other franchises grow and change. Zelda grows and changed. Resident Evil grew and changed. It just grew and changed into something that's not for me. And maybe it's more for a different type of gamer. And that's okay. Because not everybody has to like everything. But I really wanted to like this. I think it hurts even more when it's really groundbreaking stuff like that means something to you. Resident Evil really cemented the survival horror genre. The first you know, game, the first two games, however you want to look at it. They uh, they brought popularity to that genre, which was kind of quiet, right? And yeah. then so to change that again, it's just like stabbing me in the throat because this is uh, a, a name. The words Resident Evil to me should mean survival horror. I should be able to predict what I'm getting into with that. And by changing it, you know, it just hurts. But when you get into like the, the financial and political conditions of a company, I, I can't comment on that stuff. I'm just a gamer. I just play mm, these things, you know? True. So I, I understand the changes, but to me, it just feels like, why did we have to call it Resident Evil then? Why that couldn't raises... we just call it good-looking guy and annoying girl in an ugly sweater? <laughs> <laughs> that uh, raises a good point because one of the other ideas that originally came for Resident Evil 4 ended up being Devil May Cry. It was originally yeah. supposed to be they were reinventing and they came up with this idea of how it being action-based. And it, what Devil May Cry was was almost Resident Evil 4, which is crazy to think. But it just goes no, to show. No, no, no. <laughs> 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 so, but is it possible that this also could have been its own IP? Could this have lived alongside Resident Evil and Devil But then consider the, the ultimatum that they're under. If it wasn't successful, yeah. right, they would have gone down. So they had to call it Resident Evil. Otherwise, no one would buy it. It's true and sad. And that Hookman version, it's dug its hooks into my heart. The guy that runs our, our local, our only local game store, uh, made a comment to me once um, that has really stuck. And it's, if you release a game on a Nintendo console and you don't have Mario or Link in the game, don't expect the game to sell. 
Mm. Like he, and the analogy he uses is he could tell a, a, a potential customer that he has a game that is pure happiness and that after playing it once, all of your joy, like you, your life will just be complete joy and utter bliss. You'll never <laughs> want for anything ever again. And the, the question will be, is Mario in it? <laughs> and if he says no, then I'll just take Mario Kart. <laughs> and it's it seems like that is true for gamers. Like we all say we we all say we want something new. We want to try new things. You know, everything's just carbon copies and remakes and rehashes and you know definitive editions. We want new things. But when you put a new name on something, people are like, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna wait for Call of Duty Eight. Like, <laughs> if they had put a new name on this, would anybody have even played it? You know, if they had called it the Dead Kennedys. Or right. they had called yeah. it. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, I see what you did there. Good-looking oh, guy and ugly sweater girl. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a fair point. The, they could have Resident called it Chainsaw 4, Lollipop. I mean, this game was the reason I bought a GameCube was because it was going to be exclusive to GameCube when it first came out. Right. Uh, <laughs> and had it had it been called a different name, I don't know if I would have gotten a GameCube. It's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that just goes to prove that it worked. Yeah, everything that we're all saying is what Mikami would have been thinking at that point in time. But in Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, J-Rock, if you'd like to translate for us. Uh... <laughs> uh... Hey, that's a good impression of me. You do impressions too, eh? Oh, yeah, eh? He does. Oh, yeah. I thought that was J-Rock. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> Ooh, we can have some fun. <laughs> this could get awkward, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I noticed some... that yeah, Sadler starts to sound like the IKEA commercial guy, right? Oh. And then we got little Napoleon. We should have we should have a dialogue here. <laughs> Might be onto something. <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be the merchant. Ah, I'll buy it at a high price. <laughs> I'll be the uh, IKEA summer sale. Ikea summer sale on now. <laughs> oh, the merchant should be selling Swedish meatballs. Why was there a merchant in a... Anyway, moving on. Um, uh, so, uh, just out of curiosity, um, does anybody remember hearing about Jack Krauser? Krauser? Yeah, that is a good question. In the previous games, I don't think he ever makes an appearance, but... He shows up in Resident Evil Four. Um, he's guys... he's got something to do with Resident Evil Two, but actually, I don't like. I, I recognize the name, and yet I don't no. recall seeing him in in Two. Okay, I I don't think he's is he the helicopter pilot from Team Bravo in the first one? Uh, I need to look into this because I don't think he was it... ever mentioned in any other game. Yeah, in I didn't the guide so in the guide here, guys and gal. Oh, please during, do, J-Rock. Jack Krauser. During his tours in various agencies, Leon has seen a lot of good operatives come and go, and he's also <laughs> seen some die. Leon thought Krauser died years ago in a helicopter accident, but unfortunately he is wrong. So, yeah, I guess he just knew him from some sort of agency after the game. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. U.S. SOCOM. It says he served U.S. SOCOM alongside Leon. And okay. that's, he was a Stratcom agent. So what we know is in Resident Evil Four, he's the um, the undercover op, right? The inside op, right? Who took Ashley? Okay, perfect. So he does so not. He's make military, movies. but I okay. yeah, I don't recall him being um, mentioned in two. No, no he yeah. he he's not. It's I mean, it only says he shows up in Resident Evil Four and Darkside Chronicles. What okay. I'm looking at. So okay. then, first appearance, Resident Evil Four. We're just supposed to know that Leon thought he was dead. 
from something yeah. after the fact. Okay. Yeah. I was curious. I was curious. Okay. They have some sort of like commando thing going on, like some commando rivalry, you know? Military buddies. Yeah, it is like commando, like the dude that gets the pipe shoved through him. Yeah. yeah. What is his yeah. name? That in oh. commando? Yeah. Uh that's a great question, I forget. I keep, I keep thinking of Predator. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dylan, you son of a bitch. Yeah. You son of a bitch. The oh, CIA boy. got you pushing too many pencils. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Let's just talk about Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Retro Fandango wrap-up. Uh-huh. Um, so, how do we, Leon, he's dreamy still. Yep. Good to when, see him back. When I was a kid, I wanted to be Leon Kennedy. Like, I used I to pretend still... I was driving around in a police car with zombies. Did you cut your hair? Oh, wait. Uh, oh. 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 Ouch. That hurt. That hurts. Hey, I got I got a question for you guys. So the series seems to bounce back and forth between as the two like uh two biggest male heroes of the franchises, Chris Redfield and Leon Kennedy. Where do we stand on who's who's better on that? Oh my god. I like pre-steroids, Chris. <laughs> like Resident Evil One Chris and Resident yeah. Evil Code Veronica. Yeah, yeah. because uh, yeah. Resident Evil Five Chris. Looks like John Cena. <laughs> he does look like John Cena. You know? And then Resident Evil 6, Chris, is even, he's not even... At that at that point, he's so big, he's, he doesn't even have, like, a face. He's just <laughs> eyeballs on the top of a head on a set of lats. Like, <laughs> he's just like a walking, talking lead pipe. Yeah, he's actually just bear-hugging the zombies to death and they explode. Oh, he crushes God. them up and injects them. You know, in, uh, in, in Friday the 13th... Protein shake. When uh, Jason punches the guy's head off, yeah, on the top of the that's Chris. <laughs> yeah, like Chris. Yeah, I like I like Chris before when uh, back when the stars used to still do drug testing. <laughs> but but my question is, who's the better man? Is it Chris or is it Leon? I vote Team Leon on the grounds that when I play Resident Evil, I always play as Jill. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fair enough. Oh, I never thought about point. it. You know what? I always play as Jill as well. Yeah, me too. I pick Jill Leon. starts with the gun, so she's better. And a lockpick. Yeah. Oh, she, that's the master of, unlo- of lockpicking. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so I don't Leon know why. Wins. Like, I think her and Barry had something going on because Barry was like, Jill, I found this lockpick. Maybe you should use it. <laughs> like, Barry, what are, you doing? what are you doing with Jill's lockpick, Barry? Should you leave that somewhere? Hmm? Jill, <laughs> I'd like to pick your lock. Oh, boy. You oh, were boy. almost a Jill. Anyway. Um, yeah. We, all we played the wrong game podcast. this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to have to go. I, I'm so disappointed that the remake took out the original dialogue. We'll talk about that some other time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when we do the Resident Evil podcast. <laughs> oh, I would oh. say I'm team Leon as well. Oh, Leon, you did. Leon is cooler. <laughs> like, Chris is, Chris is like 1980s action movie cool, but yep. Leon is like 2000s action, you know? He's, he's the moody... You know, and that that he got a makeover too, because like if you play two, he's he's really campy and dorky and young. Yeah, well, yeah. it's his first day on the job. You know, and then obviously by now he's just kind of quiet and just you know your your broody leading man <laughs> from any video game ever. He goes right. from Police Academy to Cobra. I think Leon. I think Leon is awesome because he could like show up late to his first day on the job. Everyone's <laughs> dead, and now he's protecting the president's daughter. Yeah. That's true. He's come a his, long way. His taste in clothing him. has also gotten way better than his yeah. little like onesie RPD uniform that he wore into. Yeah, onesie. He's yeah, got a right. like. He he knows where to find sweaters. I think he finds sweaters at the same place as P two. <laughs> well, he was wearing that jacket from Triple uh, X at the start of the game. 
Yeah, I know. It's, it's the fur collar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's epic. It's, it's like yeah, Squall. Leon, I'm definitely Leon over uh, Squall. Very much like Squall. Yeah, Leon, Leon over Chris, definitely. definitely. Oh, Jared, oh, what do you yeah. think? Yeah, Leon. Yeah. 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 Just because I'm just because i more familiar with him because I played two to Hell and Back, so... Wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute. Squall, Leon Hart? Huh? Oh! Huh? Mind blown. <laughs> That's a crossover. It's, a, it's the same letters. It's, it's the same freaking guy. Butchered. <laughs> well, there you go. Video games are out to get me, guys. Because uh, there was other, like, Ada Wong was in it, too. She was also returning from Resident Evil 2. Who was yeah. supposed to be dead. Yeah, what happened there? She's Boy, back. I'll tell you what. She is always in the Wong place at the Wong time. Oh. <laughs> and yet she always has a rocket launcher. If if she Where had a driving down? school, she would be teaching people how to drive the Wong way. Oh. Oh, oh. oh my goodness. Uh, this podcast has gone all along. <laughs> wow, let's go back, uh, back to Predator. <laughs> uh, I ain't got time to bleed. They bring... Uh, Resident Evil 6 brings uh, all of them back as well, and we get our first on-scene moment with Chris and Leon, and it's pretty intense. Sorry? Resident Evil 6, they uh, they have a meeting. Leon Leon pulls a gun on Chris. Chris uh, wins the Tour de France. uh, Sorry, I thought it meant something else. I was was thinking intimate (laughs) and uh, Ada Wong, and then you said Chris and Leon, and I got confused. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, let's talk about Ada. Okay. Yeah, she's I I was going to say... J-Rock, just shut up for a second. Uh, (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. kidding. Uh, I love you, J-Rock. No, I was going to say, I do have a confession. I just realized I never fully played Resident Evil 6 because uh, I bought it and I played about 10 minutes of it and then my PS3 died. Oh, no. I've never played. Well, I'm glad because I was hating the 10 minutes. It was the ghost of the PS3 I threw in the trash coming to tell you not to play that game. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So, and I've never gone back to it. I didn't beat five or six. I bought Resident Evil 6, and what I didn't know, like, I pre ordered it and I bought it, and I I owned every other game. Uh, And it turns out that on the same day that I bought six, they also, or a week later, they released the Resident Evil Anthology, which had six, and then every other game for the PS3, (laughs) like, off their PSN. I was like, why the fuck? (laughs) <laughs> you tell me that this game was coming out next week yeah. with five other games for free. I uh, oh, I seem to remember warning you about buying another Resident Evil game that you then went and bought anyway. I think you got the strategy guide for it too. No, that was uh, Raccoon City. I know. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> oh man! Did anybody play Raccoon City? Yeah, I bought Operation. So I bought a Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City because I said. You know what? Resident Evil, they're making it more like a shooter now. Well, this game is a shooter. There's no fucking... They're not dressing it up as survival horror. They're saying, you're playing as a team from Umbrella. You're going in there. You're hunk. You're shooting things. It's a fucking shooter. And I was like, it's going to be awesome. It is... It's not It's not pretending to be something it's not. It's saying, this is a Resident... This is a shooter based in the Resident Evil world. I jumped on board. I, I ran out. I pre-ordered it. I bought it. The day it came out, it came out. They were like, you want to get the strategy guide? You save... I don't know what fucking percent on the, if you buy it the same day. And I was like, give it to me. I went <laughs> home. I fired it in. I waited for my install. I made a, uh, a, lush, a lush berry tea. And then I started playing. And it was the second worst experience I've ever had with a video game in my life. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and I got back in my car. And I took it out. And I put my fucking book back in. And I drove back. And I was like, I want to trade this in. And they were I like, remember. you just got home. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> I traded it in. And I was like, do you take these back? 
And they were like, no, we can't. And I gave them the book and I said, whatever sucker buys that game next, just give this to them for free. Oh, and then I left. Oh, you won. I think right, uh, sorry. the two worlds, two experience there. But uh, but yeah, I, I don't even remember where we were. <laughs> what are we talking We're about? Talking about the characters of Resident Evil 4. Right, Albert Wesker. Let's talk about Albert for a bit. The immortal Wesker. Yeah, what's the deal with that? Wesker is a... Did anybody Hello, hear... Mr. Anderson. I'm a clone character from a movie. <laughs> yeah, I think you nailed it. Yeah. Um, did anybody I'm play Cobra uh, Co X? Which yes. Which is awesome. Yes. Um, that's kind of when it starts to go off the rails, I think. Oh, dude, the whole brother-sister thing, that yeah. is just weird. Yeah, yeah, that was a strange game. I never finished that one. I, that's where I dropped off from the series, but I'm hoping to pick up uh, from this point on, play some I of think, the other ones I haven't. I think Code Veronica is probably my least favorite Resident Evil. Oh, I wouldn't yeah. go that far. I actually really didn't. I liked it. Uh, it's just it. <laughs> you should try Operation Raccoon City. Uh, yeah, that <laughs> well, and, and to clarify, I mean of the main series, right? right. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's when Wesker kind of gets his crazy powers. Anyway, what do you guys think of Wesker? Uh, how about you, Lo? What do you think of Wesker? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just where do you start? I mean, like, I, I'm so confused. Like, I'm just so conflicted. He's all over the place. He never dies. He's always involved, even when they try to not make a Resident Evil game. They have to stick him in it. It's true. And he was pretty cool in the first one. Didn't we throw him in a volcano or something? I can't remember. <laughs> something. Um, I don't know. He He's just, uh, you know, the evil guy in the spinny chair. Yeah. <laughs> that sums it up, yeah. yeah he's sort of he, the... He has, uh, he has, the he's so integral, and yet he has no personality. Like, it's... <sighs> he's a really strange... Guy. We need generic man. Yeah. He's so generic. With I just I, blonde hair. I want to hate him, but I just don't care. I yeah. like he shows up and I'm like, oh, I don't care. Go away, Wesker. P1, what did you think of Wesker? Uh he's really cool in the first game. Yeah, he was. And in the movies he's kind of not cool. And I didn't get to him in Resident Evil 4 because it's a cartridge club game and I'm P1. <laughs> Curtis. <laughs> What did you yeah. think of Wesker? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. I, I like I really like him in one, and he serves the story well. Mm. Um, and then I feel like after one, they he's just kind of wasted. I, I get the idea behind him. He's kind of he is the face of Umbrella. He gives you a person to like connect with Umbrella. True, but you're I, the I just, bad man. But yeah, he's just kind of boring all the time, and he's so two-dimensional you know like there's just no depth or substance to him after one at least in the first one you think he's a good guy spoiler alert you think he's a good guy <laughs> he's not you're like oh whoa um <laughs> even though you see it coming a mile away yeah you yep. uh, there's still more to him in that game and then there's just nothing after that he's I just a supremely evil guy it is pretty sad actually yeah uh i really wanted to to like hating wesker but i couldn't um, out of curiosity, did, I know that um, nobody here really likes the live action Resident Evil, but did anybody watch the CG ones? Yeah, I they, saw um, the one that starts with a D. 
Degeneration. Degeneration. Yeah, I saw that. That was like takes place at an airport, right? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was good. I think I have uh, it. I have it sealed. I haven't opened it yet. I got it the other week at like a thrift store. Oh, check it out! Check That's it out! Definitely it. the best way to enjoy a movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely check it out, J Rock. Um, especially if you don't like the live action ones. These ones are highly based on the games. It is the games essentially. It's it's really good. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think we uh pretty much covered up most of the story. Was there any other points anybody wanted to mention about the story? What did you think about uh, Salazar? Uh, um, what's it, Salazar? Is that it? Salazar. Sounds like, yeah. What did you guys think of him? I wish they explained more about him. They don't really. Oh. Is, yeah. He's the, the little Napoleon short guy, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I got some beef with Salazar. <laughs> if, if, if we're talking about Salazar, I actually have it written yeah. down in front of me. Oh, please do. Uh, do it. Yeah. So Salazar, he ruins everything. In the in the that's coming up, like there's no th- that, and and I think that lends to people thinking that they've taken away from like the horror aspect. Mm-hmm. Is every time you're getting to like a new set piece in the castle, Salazar mm-hmm. calls you up on his on the walkie-talkie <laughs> and then ruins it for you. It's yeah, true. you're right. Do you and know it, what it, I wrote down in in regards to this? What Bond villain? Huh, yeah, yeah, you're right. He tells you how he's going to kill you. Oh, that's true. And then like, you don't you know. <laughs> Watch out for my demon dogs. That you hey, no, exactly. The, right right <laughs> as you're coming up to that, he's like, I'll have you, uh, you're going to meet my pets. And I thought, why Why would you ruin that? Yeah. Why? You're going into this maze. You're thinking, oh, cool, a maze. And then all of a sudden, a mutant dog jumps out. Like, that would scare the crap out of me. Yeah. But I do. Something was coming up because he and and you hear pets, you think, oh, it's probably dogs because we've seen the dogs earlier in the game, Uh, and it just it's infuriating to me because throughout the entire castle, moments like that keep happening. Every time you get to a new like the bugs, he's like, well, have fun going into the sewers or whatever, and (laughs) having he might as well say, there's invisible bugs down there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. And I wonder how much of this was lost in translation or something. Because on the surface, Salazar is actually a really cool guy. Like, mm. he's the descendant of the family that buried away the Plagueis. He's like Richie Rich. And it Europe. says that he's, like, um, Sadler manipulated him into doing his work, basically. Right. So there's a lot of substance there. It's just very poorly developed. Oh, big time. Like, does he have, like, what Gary Coleman has? Or... That's a good question. What's his deal? He's like a kid. He's a he's a man boy. <laughs> Gary Coleman. Oh my. He refers God. to being around like twenty years old or something, but he's like frozen in time due to this uh, Las Plagas thing. Mm. Twenty years old. He looks like eight. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, who's the other guy in there? Uh, Sad. The- uh, Sadler's the bad guy. Who's the uh, the guy that helps you, Louis? Louis. Louis. Yes. Oh, the 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 what is it? The mysterious Spaniard. Yes. Most, most of the Spaniards I meet are mysterious. Talk yeah. about a snappy dresser. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, he's there looking for the man with six fingers, isn't he? Oh. <laughs> oh. oh my. Anyway, any any thoughts on uh, Louis? Louis, Louis, Louis. Yeah, him. Oh, great guy. Tried to help me. Good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of pointless. Kinda. 
the game could have been made without him and it wouldn't have done much. Like, what's with the whole, he comes up and he's like, I have something for you. Oh, wait, I dropped it. Never mind. See you in two chapters. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then you just find his notes scattered about that explain everything. And it's like, yeah. you couldn't just take 20 seconds and shoot this at me in a cutscene. Come on now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of the notes, you find notes after he dies. <laughs> huh. You like keep finding his notes. I was like, Spe- you, for, for uh, having like this incredible foresight, you didn't know you were going to die, but you knew I was going to like crawl down into this cave underneath the army base on the island and like find a note. What? And it like, all just culminates and all you need is painful radiation. And oh, look, there's the machine. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of notes, like you find like Sadler's notes on the plan. Like, why is this guy writing the, the plan down on notes for you to find? Fair enough. Not a good filing system there for the Los Illuminados. So what you're saying is if we have something we want to keep secret, we shouldn't leave notes of it written around? Yeah, don't do it. I got to go up right back. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What did uh, did you guys think of Sadler as the the big overhead evil? Is that the Undertaker? Kind of. the Ikea guy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's all I got. In the beginning, he was kind of like creepy and just sort of what's that word I'm looking for? His voice was just sort of rusty and yeah. then slowly as they takes off the hood or whatever and then suddenly he's the Ikea guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, so they inject Leon. They're like, you can't have the princess's daughter or the princess. You can't princess. have the president's daughter. She means too much to us. We need to keep her. Keep the American away from her. We kidnapped the American. Should we kill him? No, let's inject him. Yeah, Sadler <laughs> is You want us to lock him up after we inject him? No, we're going to let him go. Sadler is the biggest moron. Okay, case in point. When he kills Luis, he, you know, his his little, his big tentacle dick thing that comes out of his arm, like, <laughs> impales Luis, and then he goes, as for you, Leon, I'll let you, you know, I'll let Salazar have his way with you. You'll meet your demise. You know, he just killed Lu- Luis. I'm like, why doesn't he just kill Leon if he's such a... Uh, a, a because pesky, he's taking you know. control, right? He thinks he's, he knows with Leon injected with the egg that's it he cast control over him and he uh, works Luis disobeyed him so he was out he was out anyway but Leon is like clearly screwing up everything that Sadler's <laughs> yeah. trying to do again has- James Bond <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah exactly maybe he's waiting for Leon to be under his control you know so he wants he wants to pull in the states so he can send him back to fix everything he just broke yeah. that's what he says in the end like he says once this is all done and over I'm gonna make you my bodyguard because you've proven yourself. And Leon's like, sorry, got other engagements. You know, I got other plans because I'm such a badass. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bad enough dude to save the president's daughter. Yeah. Uh... yeah. Oh. Oh. Leon is a bad dude. <laughs> but I guess I just found, like, as far as writing him as a villain, I felt it was just kind of lazy. Like, I get the whole James Bond thing. Like, he keeps letting him live stupidly. Mm-hmm. But I just felt... It, it, None of it felt clever, you know. Yeah, like Leon should be Kodak. getting out of this using his wits and 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 be. But no, they just wrote the villain lazy and the way that Leon escapes everything kind of lazy. And again, I wonder if any of this was just lost in translation. Because That's true. Again, there's so much substance there, man. I wish I spoke Japanese. I'd just go get the game and find out because. Yeah. Yeah. How how come that all they do is joke with each other? Like he calls him and he's like, "Have fun in my cage of torment, my friend." Yeah. Yeah. So really, that's that's what you say, really. My friend. Yeah, that just says my friend. Like, hey, Leon, what's up? Uh, if there's anybody who should be calling me my friend, it's the freaking merchant. I'm just and, getting a bowl of ice cream, wondering how far along you are. Why did they even? 
why did they even have the walkie-talkie? Like, what what purpose did that serve besides ruining like the next thing coming up? Where do Excuse I get a walkie-talkie that flips open into three panels and has? <laughs> I know, I was thinking cameras on it. This is some mad Metal Gear Solid shit up in here. Yeah, yeah. They wanted yeah. to do some of that stuff. It's true. Well, it was supposed to be his connection to Hunnigan, right? But that bailed. Yeah. You don't I even really need all You don't even point. need it. You don't. It could have been done without. Like you're pretty much like like you said earlier. It's like everything's being spoiled before you get to it. Yeah, and I don't like. I, it's I, like I, they went out of their way to make sure you didn't get startled. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. True. And like I get the argument that. It kind this game kind of got away from the horror roots that it started, and I believe it's all these little things they did. Like I think the horror elements are there; they just ruin it with the stupid walkie-talkie and the villain, you know, spoiling everything that's coming up. Like the, it would have been so much more scary if you didn't know, you know. It's true. Which is what the original games were. Yep. That was a great segue into the gameplay mechanics. <laughs> but before we do that, I want to talk quickly about the merchant. <laughs> I crazy character that Lo just mentioned. The merchant. What you what buying? You? Oh, it's just <laughs> selling. Got some oh. good things on sale for you, stranger. Oh, my God. You got to figure, like, two, three chapters in. Why wouldn't he just be like, yo, what's up, chicken eggs? Yeah, true, true. <laughs> oh, don't, don't sell your chicken eggs. You got to eat them. Pre-digested. Chicken eggs are for suckers. <laughs> I sell the fish. I sell those bass. Curtis you guys all do about that? The, all about the bass. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I'm all about the bass. About the, oh, bass. About the bass. So, what did you guys think? Did you think he was appropriate? Do you think they needed it in the game? What do you think? P1, what do you think? It's no, it's uh, it's ridiculous. It's like no, you don't need him. It, it everything's going to shit. Leon's running around shooting like. Like, oh man, I gotta go stop Canadian Tire. I get some fucking more ammunition. I realize the rest of the town is all zombies, but I know that fucking Steve's still down there, man, in aisle seven. Like, uh... I found he doesn't comfort in his frequency. Right? What? I don't know. Oh, I was just saying he doesn't sell ammunition. At least no, in... but he sells guns and he sells yeah. health fucking things. And why is he? Why do you have him? And he like, how's he yeah. getting around? Yeah, he's got and all that... that crap and nobody to carry it. And, uh, and that is a good point about uh, taking away from the horror aspect, knowing that you're going to have somebody, you don't have to worry about managing your, your health or your, or your weapons. Cause you're going to have a guy that you can replenish from when you find him. You don't have to worry about missing something. Like those are the things that sort of, you have a friend in this world and they just should not have that. Um, because you're yep. right. It does detract from the horror element. Given that we've already established. It's not a horror game though. Yeah. There, there is some comfort in the fact that a because you have a limited inventory, you mm -hmm. can just chuck things and get them back later. True, true. It, it's going to cost you, but um, yeah, you can you can manage that, and also just he flashes you, and it's funny. <laughs> that is true. Mm -hmm. Like a guy yeah. in a shady alleyway trying to sell you a Rolex. <laughs> I I that love said, that says Bolex. I love the merchant, but he is, it's completely ridiculous and unneeded. But they, it, it, there's just something that's hilarious that this guy's following you your whole adventure. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I think someone made a hack where you can play as the merchant. <laughs> and I don't know, I, I haven't looked too much into it, but I, I don't know if it's you're trying to run to each place before Leon. That's like the way that's they frame hilarious. the story. Like, like oh, Leon's getting close to the cabin. I got to get there first. Never yeah. mind playing as Zeta. They should have just released that. 
right? So funny. <laughs> it's the next blue light. Go, go, go. Yeah, uh, Nabbit in, super, in the, the new Super Mario game. Super <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the purple robe with the big sack full of stuff. That is funny. I didn't think you know that. what I imagine? He's like, do you remember Inspector Gadget? Yep. And yep. I think he just whips out that helicopter hat thing he and just flies, flies over. <laughs> <laughs> Never fear, Leon. I'm always on duty. Wow, that's great. Oh my that's gosh. And then Wesker's the claw, you know. Yeah. Oh, next time, Leon. Next time. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I, I think you're right. We as a whole, this game is pretty amazing. It's fun. Um I, I agree that it's not exactly the old entries, but he's a perfect entry into this game, and I completely agree with that. You can shoot him, too. What happens if you shoot him? He just dies and never comes back, so don't shoot him. Oh! <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you can, like, save and shoot him if you want to have a little bit of fun. No, that, that's like, that, that's half true. He dies at that location, but yeah. he'll be at the other ones. Oh, Yeah, he'll totally. die at the location is what I meant. That's weird. Yeah, huh? yeah. Interesting. Thank you for clarifying. Can you take his this? stuff? After I got you, you back, J Rock. Yeah, can you yes. loot him? Oh, uh, no. Oh. What? He drops all the money he took from you over the whole course of the game. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but now you have nowhere to spend. It'd it. be pointless, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, I mean, we've kind of already covered most of the gameplay mechanics. What did you guys think about uh, player controlled camera as opposed to fixed camera? Do you think this. I mean, see, I, I know that we already kind of covered this. P1, you take this. I don't really know how you want to cover it. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. We talked about it already. Yeah. Um, one of the things about survival horror that makes it so intense is not being able to see what's around that corner. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I mean? Because you're playing a game, they have to find ways to uh, make it, to amp up your adrenaline, to make it more scary. And one of the ways that you can do that is by limiting the control you give a person. So limit the camera angles. Make us use tank controls to move and stuff like that, and it's it's very effective. It worked in uh, Silent Hill, worked in uh, earlier Resident Evil titles. So by having fi also, I feel like you can do more with um, the scenery if you have a fixed angle because you don't have to worry about making sure that everything looks good. True. Um, and in this, they don't have that. You can move around and look wherever you want. You can't necessarily control the camera like you can in um, other third-person games where you can control the camera, but you can <laughs> shift it from side to side and up to down and look. Yeah, uh, it doesn't. You can't like spin it around so you're walking straight towards it or anything, right? Um, and Works I just, well. I think that that was one of the, that just helped get it away from survival horror because when you can move the the more control you have, the more power you like, the stronger you feel, the less frightened you become, so the true. less scary it is. True, true. I don't really know where we're going. We already talked about all this. <laughs> it's pretty annoying on the Wii with the the remote. And yeah. like you, you, you have your trigger finger and your A button ready to go, but the camera's on the D pad above it. Oh. So you may as well just give up. Like so you can look or you can shoot. Well, yeah, basically. Unless I mean, if you had bigger hands, maybe. But my tiny hands, I had to give up. It was a much different experience playing it on the PS3. Even with that limited control, just being able to control the way I'm used to controlling a 3D game, yeah. it, it made a huge difference. Yeah, the DualShock controller worked really well for this game, so there wasn't really like a learning curve with uh, navigating or anything like that. And like you said about looking around corners, the one thing that you can't really do is you can't really strafe. So that's one thing that I think they updated later, but it would have been nice in this. But hmm. yeah, interesting. 
Um, what's this about uh, Kevin posting the link for? Uh... Oh, uh, I made a comment on the the Cartridge Club forums that I was, and uh, uh, I did that over at www.cartridgebros.ca. Oh boy! Where I logged in with my Twitter account. Oh um, my. And uh, it's that easy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I noted that uh, there's ammunition everywhere, and that I'm not really scared, and I'm not really having a hard time with it. It seems, kind of, yeah. This is when I first started playing it, and I was like, I was sort of disappointed. So Kevin found some obscure article somewhere that pointed out the fact that Resident Evil Four actually uses a sliding difficulty level. Um, so the game adjusts uh, how much items and ammunition and stuff like that you find in the game based on how you are playing. So if your aim is off and you're hitting poorly then you will find more ammunition to make the game easier for you. Um, and oh, I, I didn't thought know that was that. really neat for them to implement that. And it's also not why I was having an easy time with it, because I was fucking getting headshots like a champ. <laughs> <laughs> so that, but I think that's really cool, the idea of having a game that adjusts the difficulty based on how you're playing. Oh, you're doing really good, you're having an easy time? Let's make it a little more harder, you know? Let's increase the difficulty a bit. Mm. That's really it's cool. It's good and bad. I think um, it's bad depending on how you like to play, uh, obviously, if you're really involved and just taking your time, then yeah, the, the difficulty going up can help. If you're trying to blast through it in two days, like I did, yeah, that gets annoying. <laughs> I suppose because you're going along, you're like I'm doing really good, and it's like she's doing really good, harder. <laughs> how how often did you guys use the knife? I never. I didn't even. Uh, did we even have a knife? <laughs> oh, yeah. knife. I I would use the knife um, to, on ladders. Because yes. you save ammo that yeah, way. Yeah, same here. I did too. Yeah, I used the uh, knife well, a lot earlier on to try to save ammo, which I realized was pointless because there's tons of ammo later. <laughs> listen, and, and I don't want to talk about that for a sec. To me, because one thing we haven't covered, uh, w did any of you play it on professional? No. 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 See, to me, yeah, that is the... Have you ever listened that... to one of these shows? <laughs> <laughs> that, to me, is the best, the game? best way to play because... The amped up difficulty level makes it much more of a survival game. So all this ammo stuff, like you run out of ammo in professional, or you can, can you uh, if, play, you're, if you're not smart about it. Can you play professional mode uh, after beating it one time? Or I don't. Is it something you have to unlock? I don't think it is something you have I to unlock. I think it is. Oh, is it? I only recall seeing easy and normal actually, yeah. but I didn't oh. scroll through it. Oh, okay. Well, then. Uh, <laughs> I, that, that makes sense, but I would uh, recommend playing on professional. Uh, I get a much more satisfying experience playing it on professional. It feels more like I'm having to work. I mean, obviously, because yeah. it's harder. But uh, with the ammo the conservation settings. stuff, you, you feel like you got to be smarter about it. You know, it feels too easy and normal, like because you're just always going to find ammo. There was so much ammunition that I was at the point when I wasn't even busting boxes and crates with my knife. I was just shooting them open. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's what they wanted you to start doing with the introduction of the snakes. Like, I just started doing desk pops for no reason. I was just like walking around, middle of the graveyard, stop, shoot up in the air. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so badass. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I didn't, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, it, Kevin linked the article. So it's, I mean, it's, I can see the good. I, I could see it as being fun, and I could see it also as being a, a piss-off, like Lois said, especially if you're trying to rush through something. Like, perfect example. Let's say you, you shoot a bunch of Ganados or whatever. You use up all your pistol ammo. The next bunch of Ganados you kill are going to drop pistol ammo. Yeah. Like, exactly. things that you need, it's going to give you. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But it sort of keeps you... 
it's almost because like a lot of games nowadays you have the the health is I just wait behind this wall and my health comes back and it's almost similar to that it's like oh you shot a lot well here's the ammo you shot oh you got hit a lot okay well these guys are going to drop health for you it's almost yeah. keeping you always at that balance level you know what I mean so I don't never, see how this that is point where you're like, oh man, I'm really thing. low on health, or oh man, I'm really low on ammo, because you're always in that comfort zone. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what, play on professional, and you will feel that. No, that's not, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that raises Start a good point. Start playing your life on professional, P1. <laughs> but that raises a good point. If if there's an option of choosing easy, normal, or professional, what is the point of a sliding system? You know what I mean? Like, why would Kevin? Maybe Kevin's article was bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> it like, seemed pretty legit. The guy had resources. Or, uh, the system makes sense if there was only one. Maybe it starts you off at a certain level. Maybe it's like in the easy level, and it slides up and down in there, and then in normal, it slides up and down from there, and then. So it's just the start, like the base. That yeah. it's possible it doesn't work at all when you get into professional. It's probably just a fixed. Right. It's just maybe only on easy or normal it does that. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. We need more clarification, Kevin. Let us know in the forums. <laughs> where I can't, uh, I seem to have deleted all of my bookmarks on Safari here, P2. Where can I find those forms? Um, www. cartridgebros.ca. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, we talked about gameplay while we were talking about. I know. Story, so. Why don't you talk about sound for a bit there, P1? Well, did anybody, is there anything gameplay-wise that anybody else wanted to mention? Maybe your favorite weapon. What was your favorite weapon? That's uh, mm -hmm. gameplay. That is gameplay. Yeah, mine, uh, I liked the the Punisher that he gave me for free. Ooh. And the shotgun. I have to say, I love the shotgun. There's nothing quite as satisfying as watching somebody's head explode after hitting it with a shotgun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I Takes care like of crowds the... like nobody's business. Yeah, it's it almost feels like you're cheating. It's so good, like... Yeah, that's my pick is the shotgun. Any shotgun, just ba blam Yeah. Just, Nothing as satisfying as when you hit two of them with one bullet. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, can that. you can do that with the rifle, too. That's the pretty rifle. Cool. That's the I one. I got a double headshot once. I don't know, man. That shotgun gets me my tingly bits. I like the rifle. That would definitely be mine. How about you, Curtis? You know, I, I, I'm a big shotgun fan, too. But as far as, uh, like, I, I really love the Red 9. Because normally, once you move past like the handgun stuff at the beginning of a game you you'd almost never use the handgun again but i love the red nine and i i'll use it like the whole game yeah me too you know what i mean except for the rifle yeah for the red 13 but the red nine was good yeah red 13 and, and as far as unlockable weapons the chicago typewriter is where it is at what you guys know that one <laughs> no. i have not played it you can unlock it's, a typewriter it's a it's a tommy <laughs> gun Oh, okay. It's so <laughs> I thought you were just walking around with a typewriter, saving zombies. Have you guys? Did you guys play where you can get the the costume that puts Leon in like a 1940s gangster outfit, and then Ashley's in a uh, like a knight caught like knight armor? What? Curtis, no. You are the only person who's played this game that many times. <laughs> oh, gosh. We're gonna get to that right now. All right. So you can unlock a special costume where Leon wears like 1940s gangster stuff, and Ashley is in uh, knight's armor. And what's great about it is she's invincible. Like, Ashley can't oh, get her nice. hand. Oh, the cool. knight's armor is so heavy that nobody can walk away with her when they pick her up. They just always drop her. So it's so not like, just a skin. Yeah, it's not just a skin. Wow. So it like completely changes the game. Like, Ashley can't die. So all this escort mission stuff, it makes it so much more fun when you don't have to worry about it. Set it and forget it. Say that again? Awesome. Set it and forget it. 
Exactly. Awesome. <laughs> you never have to no tell her to wait. Just follow, 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 follow. Exactly. Huh. Wait. Follow. How many times does Leon have to say wait? Ada, wait. <laughs> wait. <laughs> oh, boy. He likes to say the word. All right. Any other gameplay things you wanted to touch on? P1? No, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. We Did anybody else find that it was, like, super slow to start? Yeah. Those first two chapters are painful, man. Yeah. That's probably why I didn't get out of them. Yeah. <laughs> I like... I like shooting. I wasn't the directed dishes. at you, P1. <laughs> Wait, what, what? What was super slow to start? I missed that. The game. Like I, I feel like those first two chapters, like you just like wind but then you get to chapter three and it finally gets going, and you're like, okay, okay, I have weapons now, you know. But, but when you, you first walk into that village and you get swarmed. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm. That's, that's a what pretty I'm thinking. big So intro. what do you mean slow? Just in in, in uh, how do you describe it? Just in in gameplay, not necessarily that like you don't get to fire your weapon right away. Right. I just mean like you only you only have the one weapon. It's a piece of shit. And... I mean, I would argue that the the other games are are just as slow to start when you when you're first kind of figuring everything out. But they, those other games throw you into the story right away. This game is like you're in the car, you go to the car, you go up to the guy's house. All right, I gotta kill eighty five people, and then it's like, uh, what? Okay, what is like you still. You're, it's a good hour and a half, two well, hours before you're even like advancing any kind of. Well, and if you're looking around in every building, you know, trying to find items, that's a big time killer too. Right, yeah. but they're presenting this story as a mystery. The other ones aren't really a mystery. There's things you don't know that you like uncover as the, as the story progresses. But yeah. this one, from the get go, you don't know anything really. So you you're you well, learn little bits of information. He tells you everything. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know, I just felt it was slow. It was a while until I got my big weapons. That's when I kind of started to have fun. But up until that point, I was like, Jesus, why am I playing this again? <laughs> oh, right, Cartridge Club. <laughs> you they, know, they, I, I... they let somebody vote. Like, oh, <laughs> oh I love it. Represent the CC, y'all. We should have you on every episode. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we have to just cover Uncharted, but... <laughs> and a whole lot of RPGs. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> One thing that did bother me uh, about the merchant uh, was that you couldn't get all of the upgrades uh, that that there were in the game. Like you had to get further in the game to get more upgrades. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, even if I had getting... money, I couldn't get the upgrade. Yeah, you were just holding on to it pretty much. Yeah. And I wish because. I feel like that's a reward. Like I I've agree. Done, I, I agree. I've saved my money. I've found the treasures. Like, let me upgrade the weapons that I want, like to the fullest I can. No, I completely you know? agree. That was another sort of semi-pointless gameplay mechanic. Was just finding all those treasures and combining them and selling them. Like that's all, the only reason they existed. Granted, yeah. that happens in a lot of games, but but you when you combine them, you get more money. Yeah, it's it's work. It's a hunt uh, side quest, basically, right? Yeah, I'm trying to use them to open doors. Well, those are mandatory. Shaped lock. <laughs> how's your How's your hexacon uh, house key working out? For you? Yeah. Does, any, does anybody have the head of a griffin? I need. <laughs> no, but I got the ass of a goat. I just kept wearing the elegant mask and the elegant headdress, and Leon was just super pretty. He's fabulous. He's fabulous. <laughs> this is why he can't get any girls. Oh, the story of my life. And he turns him down on jet skis. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, what did you guys think about the ending? That actually, did anybody 
play the like last episode that came out of Half Life? Yeah, because I heard it also ends on a jet ski. So I was wondering if it was any similar. Anyway, what did you guys think about the last fight? So, so did Metal Gear, actually. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> huh. So they, should make, like, they should so make like they should make like a wave race game starring yeah, all the characters. So did, so did Jet Moto too. What? <laughs> <laughs> I did see your tweet, J Rock, but uh, I didn't realize that uh, I didn't realize Resident Evil Four was a prequel to. Wave Race 64. Yeah. <laughs> they should make a Wave Race game with all these characters that ended in jet ski. Well, in that case, it would have to be it would be Uncharted as well. It would be Tomb Raider as well, who all had water yeah. slide components that pissed me off. <laughs> so people just, so good developers just need to listen <laughs> yeah, to these podcasts. <laughs> all right, you, well... you got Lara Croft. Yeah. She's no Jack. <laughs> yeah. Oh my! I don't even know where to go with this. P one, help me out here. Uh, sound. <laughs> Wait, we didn't talk about the ending. You asked what we. Yes, uh, that's the right. Final Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the end boss. What did everybody think about the end boss? Did you think it was challenging? Did you no. think it was appropriate? <laughs> no. I did find it really easy. Was the end boss the big fish? <laughs> <laughs> yes, for you it was, sir. <laughs> For all extensive purposes. We're going to have to start doing like a podcast midway through the month for P1 and then just do the full one at the end. P1's playthrough. <laughs> yeah. Some of the months, like, uh, I could watch an entire episode of Between a Rock and a Hard Place the amount of time I play the game. Oh. oh. <laughs> watch to the end. There's some gold. It's a YouTube version of a Retro Fandango episode. <laughs> That's a bit of a stretch. Curtis. You fought this guy probably more than any of us. What did you think about him at the end? Well, yes, I will say I played through this game twice uh, for the Cartridge Club. I played once on Normal and once on Professional. And actually, when I played through the Normal mode, I had saved from a previous playthrough the final rocket launcher you get, the one with the red tip, Mm -hmm. right, that you need to beat the final boss. And my experiment was, can I go into the final fight and just use the rocket launcher right away and then win. Huh. And it totally works. You don't have to wow. like fight it at all and wait for huh. Ada to throw it. And what's even weirder is it transports you to the other side of the rig uh, that you're on. That's so, hilarious. Yeah, so like you you come up the elevator, I whip out the rocket launcher, I shoot him, a little cutscene plays, <gasps> and then I'm suddenly on like the opposite side of that little place that you fight him. That's funny. Wow. Interesting. Uh, and I, I, if I can make a shameless plug for For the Win, because the next episode of For the Win will pimp out the Cartridge Club. Ooh. And uh, I filmed that bit of me uh, doing the rocket launcher. So you can nice. see it like, right away. Yeah. Uh, Curtis, just uh, out of curiosity, what is, do you have like a timed recording of, of your fastest? Like how long does it take you to get through this game? Um, I'm trying to think of what my fastest time was. See, because it's tough because, like, what do you count? Do you count it on professional or do you count it on normal? Like, normal. anything. I just want the shortest number. (laughs) You can fly through. I think when I just decided not to get any treasures or or anything, because I have done one, I want to say I got through in maybe, like, seven hours or six. Yeah. Something like that. I I, I don't remember. Took me seven hours to get to the lake. <laughs> but I mean, like these most recent playthroughs, it took me like ten or twelve hours. Okay, all right. I was curious oh. to see how long. 
A lot of yeah. times, I a lot of times I left my console on, so I have forty five hours into. <laughs> oh, God. oh gosh. <laughs> you were you were just staring into Leon's eyes. Be honest. <laughs> Hello. Oh, Is it me I'm looking for? Oh my! I can see it in Leon's eyes. Oh boy. <laughs> oh man. J Rock, what did you think of the last fight? Did you have any trouble? Uh, no trouble at all. Not even a death. No, I think, uh, yeah, not the most challenging last fight. Usually in Resident Evil games, the last fight's not that hard. I find because hmm. by that point you have a weapon that just decimates it, or it's like yeah, one of those things where you have to you have to go to a certain point. Like uh, in this fight, when you you hit the switch and then a girder comes down and hits it, mm-hmm. it's the creature, yeah. and then you like blast him or whatever. So. Huh. Oh, it point. just yeah. It seems more like a cutscene than an actual gameplay. Oh, that reminds me, quick time events. Yeah, fuck. Oh, I hated those. <laughs> yeah. I'm with Low. you on that. Which Low, better than think? Friggin' Boulder's way. But Low, also, how often you guys have played Suplex? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so so love Low is the only one that loves the quick time events then. What? <laughs> okay, okay. I'll tell you what I love more than the quick time events What's is that? the timer. So you get three minutes, but Ada won't shut up for the first thirty-five seconds. So true, yeah. true, true. Yeah. Hey, you're gonna die in three minutes, but I'm gonna continue talking to you for a little while. Oh, sorry, you had to run catch that bus. Sorry. <laughs> oh, her dialogue was my favorite line. Of the whole thing is, "Gosh, we got to get that parasite out of you." Yeah, but first I have to save Ashley. Okay, let's split up. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. I really like uh, enjoying a, like a well-designed, beautiful-looking cutscene while furiously staring at the bottom of the screen wondering if I'm going to have to hit a button. I know. So yeah. all I ever saw was Leon's boots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but I'm ready to hit A. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't like how like the first one is the boulder scene at the start of the game. And Run. for P- PS2, you have to press... L1, R1 uh, oh. to get out of the way. But oh. then also it switches it to square and X like randomly. <laughs> so you might be like the second time you're going through, you're expecting, okay, I'm going to press this now. But no, it's different buttons. So oh that's, my. that's the same way on GameCube. It's either yeah. A and B or R1 and R2. Yeah, or uh, L1 and R1. It's a little more intuitive on the Wii because it's usually just A and B and you've already got your hand squeezing those buttons anyway. Yeah. yeah. That's what I played it though. I'm yeah. surprised that we didn't have it just waggle. Waggle. Actually, I think funny. I think waggle there was right. a point where you could actually, if I remember correctly, one of the quick time events, and it was sh- shake it back and forth. But I think it's also how you dodge too. The Wii was a pretty good. I like oh, I love the Wii the, controls. Oh, I loved it. Loved it. I love everything but the camera. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. But the fact that you can get like a headshot every time is oh, yeah. so satisfying. It was great. I loved it. All right. Um, oh, yeah, I guess we should talk about the sound. Uh, <laughs> How about the sound? <laughs> Tangent. How about the sound? I feel like we covered all the really good stuff early on in the show. Yeah. And now we're just kind of uh, filling in this rest of this list. The sound. So I, I have something to say about the sound, actually. Please I wanted to talk do. about it. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's skip the sound. It's... <laughs> we're not skipping it. <laughs> No, so there's a moment in the game that I absolutely love, and it happens only once, and they never do anything like it the rest of the game. Does anyone know what that is that I'm talking about? Is it the big fish? 
I don't know if and, it's and, sound and, related, but I can think it, of one thing that only happens once in that game, and it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me in my life. It's it's Your whole life. It's sound related. Any other guesses? Um. Uh, Mel. Uh, Mel. Uh, so remember when you go down in the basement in the castle and there's the invisible bugs? Mm-hmm. And when you first walk in, you hear like a vent pop open and then something runs up. It sounds like it's running up behind you. Mm-hmm. I do. And so you that. spin around and there's nothing there. Mm. And so immediately you're like, what? What was that? Like, what is going on? And it, it suddenly it creates this tension. Uh, it, it's the most, I guess, like, quote unquote, horror element of the game. Mm. And they never do it ever again. They so never try and psych you out like that. Setting up the invisible bugs. You hear yeah. it, but you couldn't see it. Exactly. And it's such cool. a great moment. Do- but they never use sound like that ever again in the game. Curtis, do you have, uh, like, a surround sound system and... Have it like oh. on that setting or? <laughs> no, I have like a CRT okay. television. You don't just have cockroaches at home. Was there an actual bug behind yeah. you? <laughs> there, there might. <laughs> that's uh, but, that's really cool. I, I wish they would have done that because they, the whole like Doppler effect where it sounds far away and then it comes right and it sounds like it's right up behind you. That's such a, it's so effective. And if they would have done that with the cultists or the villagers, anything. No, no, they never do it. Hmm. That's sad. <laughs> it is sad. It brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> there is one other moment that goes back to scary origins. And um, I was looking it up earlier, and apparently it's only in some versions of the game. Hmm. But uh, it's affectionately known as Oven Man. Hmm. Anybody? Yeah, going, what's going oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, on the island, right? Yeah. Is so that, is that by the big fish? <laughs> Dude, get get off of the big fish. <laughs> You're obsessed with the big fish. We all live in a really big fish. <laughs> oh my gosh. But Lo, do go on. In the uh, I think it's in like the, the fifth chapter. Um when you're running around and you get into the kitchen. And so you're there's noise everywhere, you're shooting everything, blah blah blah, and then suddenly it gets really quiet. And all you hear are like flies because you're in the kitchen and there's like raw meat hanging up. Mm-hmm. And then you just walk into the kitchen and this dude pops out of the oven just out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's right on. You freak on out and you're like, oh, my God. And you're trying to line up your shot. And then he just dies anyway. It's brilliant. Yeah. But this was um, the first time that I, I played the game. We played it on the Wii and it was it took us a couple of days to get to it. And um, I'd had like a little get together. With some of my friends, and um, it was like maybe four in the morning at this point, which is like the best time to play a Resident Evil game. Yes. <laughs> and one of my buddies was passed out on the couch on the other side of the room, and <laughs> myself and one of my friends were kind of taking turns controlling the game. So at this particular point, he was playing, and I was just sort of navigating and backseat gaming. Mm-hmm. And there's a third friend of mine um, who's just notorious for being terrified of everything. <laughs> she... she uh, she plays horror games and they scare the shit out of her. This is the person who we played Fatal Frame once and she spun around. She paused the game. She spun around. She said, Lo, can you just walk in the room for me? 
And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, I'll do the boss. I just, I know it's coming. I just, I need you to walk in the room for me because it's going to make me piss myself. So oh my God, she's sitting you. on the couch next I've to me and that. we hear the sound go out. We hear the bugs come in and my buddy and I are looking at each other like, we know this is going to happen. Yeah. So he rocks in, instigates Oven Man. You know when you watch like Scooby-Doo and they get scared and they jump right through the ceiling? <laughs> yep. Not even joking. She went screaming through my house, through the front hall, out the door, two blocks down the street, screaming <laughs> at four o'clock in the morning over Oven Man. It took us like two minutes just to go and get her because we were laughing so hard. Oh my god. That is like my favorite Resident Evil memory ever. I, I found the Oven ah. Man part was spoiled for me because in the initial cutscene at the start of the game, if you just leave it when you turn the system on, yeah. it shows that part. So uh. I, I was kind of expecting it. Oh. I, I want to yeah. rewind for a second. Lo, you said that is your absolute favorite Resident Evil memory. Yeah? Unfortunately. And, and, and what... Oh boy. Resident Evil game is that attributed to that? that as oh. I said, as I said, I've played this game once before, and it was one of the best gaming experiences I ever had because I played it with my friends, and I had these sort of stories to tell from it. Interesting. Not because and, it was and Resident earlier Evil. you said that you wished it just didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> I said if when I had to, when the it, choice. it came to the franchise dying or surviving, I would have chosen death. Exist. That's, you're basically saying... You are erasing your memories. You want to erase this wonderful memory. <laughs> we have more. We have Fatal Frame and Silent it's Hill. Like We're fine. Curtis has a notepad in front of him with all of her names on it. And he's like... I'm being interrogated here. What can I get back at Lowe with? <laughs> uh, uh, Lowe, at uh, minute 37 of the podcast, you said... <laughs> that was awesome. I also said, you know what? It's not a terrible game. It's, also, it's a terrible Resident Evil. Yeah. You know, that is just a low blow. Awesome. Oh. Low? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, I can't boy. believe that I was not the first one to do a pun like that. I can't believe that. <laughs> I always get keep it on the down low. Oh, oh boy. Lo and behold, it's Low Burton. Oh, my. Oh. Um, I just want somebody who follows me around and does theme music. Like, yeah. low, <laughs> low. Oh, my. <laughs> I have no idea where to go from here. We're all thinking of low puns now, aren't we? Yeah. So how did it look? Um, we played, like you said, it's, it's on like 100 different systems. So which right. one looks the best? Uh, I would if say you were, if, if somebody had not played this and they were really looking for looking to uh, to play a dumbed down version of Last of Us, what would you? What system would you tell them to get it on? Um, did you just say that this is worse than The Last of Us? Well, they're both on par. No. no. Did, did you finish The Last of Us? I did finish. Yeah, I definitely beat uh, Uncharted 4, Drake's Infection. <laughs> <laughs> I did beat Last Naughty of Us. Dog. And, uh, got to the ending where I wasn't allowed to make a decision for myself and was quite upset. <laughs> oh, my. But, yeah, I, I would, I mean, in terms of graphics, obviously the HD version would be the best on Steam or PS3, but uh, I still would pick the Wii for controls. Yeah. But that's me. But that GameCube controller. It's yeah. nice. Anybody played with the uh, chainsaw controller? No. Oh, I've seen that at a shop before. I haven't, yeah. I haven't with it, though. It's pretty cool. I've never got to play with it either. I, I wonder how that holds. I've never seen it. Seems like just a waste of space to get and have flying around. Yeah. Well, it's like a GameCube controller hidden inside of like a chainsaw. It's weird. Hmm. 
cool. Look it up. Yeah. Looks sweet. It comes in like a display box and everything. Yeah. I'm surprised it isn't just a giant tentacle dick thing. Yeah. <laughs> tentacle dick. <laughs> the second time tentacle dick has been said. <laughs> and, and, now so by you. and now four times I take down notes of how to get back at you guys J-Rock takes down notes of how many times we say tentacle dick <laughs> how many times is that that's five <laughs> he doesn't take notes he actually has a tattoo that says tentacle dick and underneath it he carves a notch into his arm every time somebody <laughs> says it um, I did have a couple things written down that I wanted to uh, ask you guys please do if, if I can so on the Cartridge Club forums, we got into a heated debate, uh, myself with Yoshi Knuckles and Replayability, oh, about man. the uh, validity of the TMP gun and whether or not it was uh, that it deserved to be in one's inventory. Sorry, I pulled you into that. Oh, was that you, J-Rock? That, well, that I did started? it on Twitter. They were, Yoshi was talking about it on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, Curtis says ditch the TMP. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's right, that's right. Uh, so I wanted to get your guys' opinions on, on where you stood on the TMP. Uh, a shotgun and a handgun is all you need. You know, like, Ditto. I just use the rifle and the handgun, really. Get the shoddy for anything that's more than... Anything three-plus monster, shotgun. Anything three or less, you can use a handgun and just pop headshots. And low? It's It's kind of like it's just there for fun. I feel like someone like you yeah. who's played the game so many times... You might have fun with it. The catch with the TMP is it's so useless at the beginning of the game. So you have to hang on to it and you have to get all the upgrades and shit. And yeah. that just takes uh -huh. so much time and effort and ammo. But well, once you've got like, it cranked out, it's not a bad gun. But I feel like you run through ammo so quick that and, and you pick it up so infrequently that mm. it just is an inventory waste of space. Once you have it all charged up, though, it doesn't take as much to take them down, even towards the end of the game. It's a pretty powerful gun. But, like I said, you have to put the work into it throughout the rest of the game, which means running out of ammo all the time. And I Well, don't there's, know. there's two I guns, do. or two weapons, that I wish they would have replaced with something else. One is the TMP, and the other is the Mind Thrower. What the hell? Who uses the <laughs> Mind Thrower? I Are you freaking kidding me? I, I think it's stupid. <laughs> I found it to be worked great on boss fights and uh, the regenerator things. Hmm. Oh, regenerator! Oh, I never, never thought, thought about using it on a regenerator. Yeah. <laughs> Does it kill him in one hit? Uh, a few times, I think, two or three times. Interesting, and that'll kill. Like if you time it right, you know, like you have to time right. it so that they get like hurt, and then they're kind of their parasites are exposed, and you got to hit them again. I hmm. see. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, I used it for like. Anything other than the Ganados, I was like, okay, I'm using this. Right, right. And that boss that's uh, in the caves, and you got, you're got you trying to hit the gates as you run around in circles, I used it a lot on that boss. Hmm. I never used it once, so now I kind of feel bad. Well, and it's so huge in the inventory. It's too big. It's oh, man. It's like, it's not, I, I just, it's not worth it to me. I but like that's it. interesting about the... Regenerators thing, yeah. I was like, I, I, I was like, I'm keeping this because it's heavy duty. So, this is my boss weapon. <laughs> uh, I just gotta, just need to take the time to get out the gun and aim, which because the animation takes the longest, other than I guess rocket launcher. But once you line up that shot, well, there you go. 
We got one vote for the mind thrower. <laughs> but I, but I actually, I didn't use the TMP based on you saying that it's a piece of crap. So if That's I'm good, out, it's your fault. No, you have chosen <laughs> wisely. Yeah. I have chosen wisely. I didn't. You would have survived the end of Last Crusade. Yeah. Oh, the Last Crusade. I ran out of the room when I was like three years old when I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> that at the end when he turns into dust. <laughs> oh yeah, it traumatized me. <laughs> I love that movie. Oh, so, uh, speaking speaking of other languages, uh, some of the villagers. I was asking a friend today, and we were talking about Resident Evil Four, and I'm like, "What are the villagers saying?" Because he was saying some of the lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said uh, some of the times they're saying like, "What the hell are you doing here?" And mm-hmm. a lot of the times they're saying, "I'm gonna kill you." Oh, huh. It's kind of interesting. Like and they, they'll say "run" and "hurry" and. Uh... Uh, like when they're talking to other villagers, they'll they'll say like "hurry up" to each other. Hmm. I understand a little bit of it. Um, bueno. So you said you had a couple things you wanted to ask us. So that was... I did. The other thing, and we probably should have covered this earlier, but I'm just looking at my my notes right now. Is did you know that they're remaking Resident Evil Two with Resident Evil Four controls? Oh, fist me in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, can I send you guys photos? Um, in the chat, sure. The if they're linked, yeah. Are they of you in the shower? But, uh, <laughs> let me see if I can, because I just was looking it up. Uh, if they give the option to have like classic style or this, then yeah, sure. I'm pretty Capcom sure it'll just be this. the, 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 the yeah, yeah. Uh, is this Capcom doing it or is this fan made? You know, I I want to say it's. Probably Capcom. Uh, Why? Do you want to make the game, P2? Do you want uh, to no. make the fan game? I'd rather nobody make this. <laughs> but see, why not? You're supposed know, like, to die, remember? <laughs> <laughs> why can't we have uh, both? Because then we have the tank controls, and then we got the, the new controls. Uh, yeah, it could be uh, really good. All right, this is... Uh, oh, gosh. I hope this works. I don't know. I got Click a on that. Yeah, try that link. Link location. I'm not sure what you sent me, Curtis, but it. Uh, I tried to get a picture. I tried to. Is that your please? tentacle pick? Oh, I'm. I'm. Tentacle pick. There it is. I found it. <laughs> I uh, apparently I am now uh, applying to purchase a wife. Resident Evil oh, okay. Two remake project shown off. Yeah, here it is. Here I see it. There we go. There's looks, the picture. It looks good. It does look this good. Is, this is just a site for tentacle dicks. <laughs> Mail order tentacle dicks. Oh Mail order tentacle. I mean, how cool does that look, though? I would yeah, have to play good, it, yeah. and uh, that would make sound. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch this after. Um, but I am gonna check it out. If I play this, my computer will freeze. Yeah, well, watch it here when you come over after this. I will. Yeah. Um, cool. So, so if you play something on your computer, it'll it'll play on Skype. Uh, well, if you hit play, I'm using my computer speakers right now. So yeah, this uh, this is not Capcom though. I just read it. Oh, it's not. No, which is sad. That's At the end, it says, "I wonder what Capcom thinks of these videos." And uh, keep on rocking them games. Yeah, I can hear that. Yeah. <laughs> what just happened? J Rock uh, played the end of uh, our second last Not So Deep Thoughts episode. All right. 
<laughs> I feel like he's just going to have a collection of those for his own videos now. Yeah, he just plays that over and over himself tonight when he's going to bed. P1 yep, says he doesn't like, like my videos after 10 minutes, but he watches them. <laughs> he watches them. <laughs> oh, I love that. You know Let's, what? Uh, I think we should jump right into the three-word review. You want to skip? go right to that? I think we know everybody's impressions, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. we should do the three-word review. All right, let's do it. So uh, we're starting the new thing, courtesy of the Cane and Rinse podcast. I reached out to them and they uh, gave us their blessing to use this because they use it on their show as well. Turns out they actually stole it from someone else. But I know, I read that. Um, so uh, we're going to do a three-word review. We uh, asked people on Twitter to tweet their three-word review with the hashtag Cartridge Club. You did that? Whatever the game That's is. awesome. And what? I didn't know you did that. That's great. Yeah, so we have a few from Twitter to read. But more importantly, we're going to put our guests on the spot. We're going to ask each one of them for their three-word review of uh, Resident Evil 4 to warm them up to let them know. Uh, for example, Darren from the Gaming Pilgrimage gave us his, and it was Best Resident Evil. Oh, my. I got one. Darren is wrong. <laughs> oh. Slow is wrong. Calls him. Oh. Lo, you are definitely my favorite female guest we've ever had. <laughs> Thanks. You even over Kevin? Uh, yeah. um... <laughs> Kevin sucks. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's Lowe's. <laughs> that was awesome. What about you, J Rock? What's your three-word review of Resident Evil Four? Series lost sagaciousness. sagaciousness. Wow. I'm gonna Google no. that word. Now do it again in Salazar voice. <laughs> Series lost sagaciousness. Oh, that's pretty good, man. <laughs> yeah. Curtis? I do voices. Uh, well, I was going to say low is wrong was my three-word review. Oh, but that's then against she, the law. You can't she, steal she, she, she stole. She stole. Jumped on it before I could. <laughs> uh, yes, I got. Uh, come back to me. Come, okay. Uh, we'll check with our next guest. Curtis, what's yours? <laughs> <laughs> Did you do yours? Oh, no, no. P2, go ahead. Oh, we have to do ours? No, yeah. you do yours. You do yours first. Does um, anybody want me to buy them time by explaining mine? No. Not. <laughs> we, we saw the video. You don't want me to explain? Well, um, I just say it about... was your word of the week. No, yeah, it was, but I want to say, like, the series kind of, it seems like they kind of dumbed it down, made it more action-y rather than survival horror, so. I have yeah. one. Didn't we just spend the entire time? I have one too. Yeah. Mine is not survival horror. Dang it. I was going to say not Resident Evil. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just take somebody else's. Oh, they, oh, did somebody say that? Um, Pretty much. It's basically mine. Oh. Close. I guess we're all kind of thinking the same yeah. thing. Uh, the Nessromancer said uh, clean pants, disappoint. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, that is the same thing. <laughs> And uh, it see. is disappointing when you don't get dirty pants. Yeah, STC I, podcast said uh, satisfying difficulty scalability. Oh, I'm gonna change mine. And that was I don't want to copy. I'm not sure which one of them is the po- STC podcast Twitter and which one is not. And I know Angry Decepticon, Angry Canadian Decepticon is the other one, but I can never remember which one is Joe. I feel bad because I feel like everybody's saying negative things. So I'm going to say great action game. Ooh. There, that way I don't feel so bad. <laughs> Curtis, I am just about out of stall time. <laughs> oh, I, dude, I, 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 uh, uh, I got it. Go ahead. Leon's dreamy eyes. Oh, yeah. Ooh, we can yeah. all agree on that. You better <laughs> There you go. Even low. <laughs> I was going to say 
big tentacle dick as well. <laughs> I'd like to change mine to that now. <laughs> um, I thought we had a couple others, and I don't see them here. I searched the Cartridge Club hashtag. So if you uh, did tweet this at us, maybe we should do like hashtag Cartridge Club. Cartridge Club TWR. Well, this gives me every Cartridge Club tweet, so that's what I'm saying. If you didn't add the hashtag, then uh, well, you would add the hashtag. You wouldn't have to sift through. You could just do Cartridge Club TWR. You know what I mean? For the future, create a new hashtag. Yeah, Yeah. uh, that's what we'll do. Good call. Yeah, we'll do Cartridge Club TWR three WR. Oh my God! Why? Oh, because it's a three-word review. Just do TWA. That could be the world review. It won't. Cartridge Club, the world review? <laughs> <laughs> it might be. All right, I'll tell you what. Here's what we'll do. Um, whichever one of us logs into Twitter next and tweets oh, right. anything at all to our listeners, you can decide you what the fucking hashtag is. <laughs> Take it back. Take it back. Oh, boy. Why? I, I'm, I'm on our Twitter, which I do not go on very often. Um, I see one for... Uh, Star Fox 64 with a baby um, in a vicarious situation. Uh, I'm not sure if I can say it on the air. Vicarious situation? Oh, sorry. Yeah, what did I say? There's a baby in a microwave. So What? (laughs) Yeah. And it has Slippy saying, this baby can take temperatures up to 9,000 degrees. (laughs) (laughs) This is Ryan Gorman. I don't remember that one. That's great. (laughs) I just thought, oh my God, retweet. Oh my! I can retweet that right here. Yeah, I think. Yep. So I'm Resident Evil Four. Ever. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna quickly get so final bad. thoughts. It's uh, it's not a res. It doesn't feel like a Resident Evil game. If you're looking for survival horror, that's not it. It is a fun action game. It is a good third-person shooter. And I think it may have. If it didn't start, it definitely helped solidify and direct the third-person genre. So. Uh, it's worth a play as long as you're not looking for something scary. Yeah. It is a great action game. Yeah. I got a three-word review. Haters gonna hate. Hey, that's, that's a good point. That is good. And true. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is a great game. It's just if you're if you're going into it expecting Resident Evil 1, 2, 3, uh, Code Veronica X, Zero, or the Resident Evil remake, which all came before it, do not expect that. Yeah. And you will enjoy yourself. Uh, J-Rock, lasting impressions? I enjoyed it more than I thought that I was going to, uh, based on what I've heard over the years. Like I said, first time through, uh, and I, I think I'm going to jump more into the series now based on this, like playing through this now. I feel like I can kind of explore further now that I'm back on track. But yeah, it was... Uh, City next. It, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've, I have played a bit of that, but I just felt like the game flowed really, really well. So I didn't really hit any walls, and yeah, just played played easily. Yeah. Uh, boyfriend, what do you have to say? Uh, I think the last few hours we've been talking speaks for itself. I love yeah. the game. I would recommend it. Um, maybe it isn't for everyone, but that's uh, that's video games. Video games are subjective, you know. Mm, they, they, true. You you like what ones you like. You don't like the other ones, and that's the way it is. Yep. That's a good point. And it's okay to not like everything the same. It'd be an awful dull society if we all had the same tastes. Absolutely. I mean, we'd be more efficient and I'd be happier, but we would be very dull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lo, I would love to hear your final thoughts on a game that uh, Little Low loved and Big Low not so much. 
Um, I'm getting this idea in my head that like we have to have a month where we try to get people to agree with me on a game. So like December's game has to be a game that Curtis and I agree on. Oh, oh that would be great. <laughs> that does sound good. <laughs> Just an idea. Um, no, uh, like I said, great, good game, not a good Resident Evil game. And that I- I'm somebody who's deeply affected by the misuse of titles like that because in especially in the rpg world it's it's just rife it's a bloody war zone so that's something that irks me um there there is consistency in the fact that resident evil likes to bring back characters like it's it's always chris and jill and leon and claire and wesker even though he was absolutely pointless in this one (laughs) um yeah, it is. It is a pretty. It's an easy to pick up game. It's a, a pretty linear game, um, in a good way. It is. I feel long. Um, th- there's a point where I get to chapter, you know, act three, and I'm like, I've been playing this for hours. You know, like it just it feels like it's been a long time. But then when you when you look at what you've actually accomplished, it's not much. And I know some of that is just me because I'm a compulsive searcher and I have to look in every nook and cranny and that's really difficult to do in this game because you can't look. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's, it's a mixed bag. It's a really mixed bag. Um, I would only recommend this game to somebody if I knew what they were into or they were Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely recommend it to Curtis. I can see the appeal in it though. Like I do, I do understand what people like about it, and I've yeah, I've been poking fun at Curtis all day, but it's it's a <laughs> fine enough specimen. It's just not what you I expected, what? and I'm carrying that with me for the rest of my life. And now Resident Evil Five and Six would have just continued down the wrong path. Yeah. So the series is dead to me, basically, yeah, and I, that sucks. Before Same we do thing. a game that. Low and I agree on. I would like to do a game that Low loves, but I'm deeply disturbed by. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. How did you feel about Bioshock? <laughs> you know, I, I've never even played it. No, good. You're deeply disturbed by it. There I we don't. go. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't have any new systems. Ah. ah you are a true all of them retro busted. gamer. Well, I had a 360. I had a PS3. I had a Wii. All of them broke. Oh. Wow. oh. Your PS, your PS3, and your Wii broke. I mean, the Xbox 360 has to be expected, but the other one yeah. broke. Yep. That's the uh, the the PS3, I have no idea. That one just like crashed and burned one day uh, w- while I was playing Resident Evil Six, actually. And then the Wii, I, 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 you know, I don't know. I think the like the fan or something broke on it, and I just didn't get it fixed. You Did you buy them like right away, like first editions? Uh, the let's see, the Xbox, no. The PS3. No, the Wii had been out for probably about a year when I got it. Yeah, I just wondered because, like, again, Xbox 360 is notorious, but right, I have right. I've been through maybe like three or four of them now, and my current one is going strong. It's beautiful, yeah. but yeah. it's also new. So, <laughs> weird. Well, folks, uh, this has been a great show, um, and unfortunately, my girlfriend is waiting to make uh, supper till we're done. So we're going to wrap it up so she doesn't eat my new dog. Just tell her to go play Mega Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have room on your sofa? Because <laughs> I'm going to have to come live with you if I say that. Actually, I should probably just live with her. We're the exact same playing Mega Man's. So. <laughs> um, going to be a lot of holes in the walls. <laughs> and you both curse me. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Don't have a Mega Man game on the Cartridge Club and have Lo and I. Oh, yeah, because you love Mega Man. 
Oh gosh. Oh, I love Mega Man. I just okay. it's, it infuriates me. <laughs> okay, I can in live with it. in a good way, in the platforming way. Oh, okay, good, good, good. Never mind. We can do Mega Man. So next <laughs> month <laughs> is not Mega Man. Next month is a game that is very near and dear to my heart and P2s and the entire cartridge bro family. Uh, it's a Super Nintendo 16-bit RPG that I would easily put in my top five games what? on that console by Squaresoft. And <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, a game that he still has the original copy that our dog tried to eat mm. um, when we were children. It is Secret of Evermore. Uh, it's the, uh, the little Squaresoft that could where they took all the stuff that they started with Secret of Mana and made it better. Mm-hmm. So uh, I pray that it is still better when I play it now. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> I was playing it last week, yeah. It's decent. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's next month. This month we're all done, folks. And uh, if you're a first-time listener, you uh, will find out that uh, we don't uh, have any sort of ending plan or script. Other shows have great ones uh, where they have catchy phrases like post it and post it. Um, Pause this for two minutes. Give me like five minutes with Curtis and J Rock. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll script something. We're good. <laughs> that defeats the purpose. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll wait. So we always force our guests to be clever. Um, so, <laughs> lady and gentlemen, I, uh, I thank you for being here and take us home. I, I actually, I, I pulled, okay, you say, just, you say. I got, I just, just but, but, no, go ahead, go ahead, J-Rock. No, no, I'll, mine, I'll mine's a longer thing, go ahead. I just want to say that, uh, you know, there's a lot of gaming podcasts out there, a lot of, lot of variety, a lot of great, great <laughs> stuff to listen to, but in my humble opinion, the Cartridge Brothers is the best gaming podcast out there. Oh here, here. God. Oh my Absolute goodness. number one. Nothing tops it. I'm getting deja vu here. You know, that's going to be really awkward if <laughs> I ever go on. I mean, I've been on so many at this point, but if I'm ever on Start to Continue, Pixel Tunes. Oh, I just. I, uh, uh, I just realized we forgot to give you guys time to plug yourselves again at the end of the show. <laughs> oh, I've been plugging myself the whole time. <laughs> With your tentacle, anyway. (laughs) Go to YouTube, search Girlfriend VS, find Curtis, you find him and his lovely girlfriend, they're fantastic, she's really good at games and pretends to not be good at games, and (laughs) he's really bad at instruction and pretends to be really bad at instruction. (laughs) Go to YouTube, look up J-Rock Game Rocker or J-Rock 86 if you want to type in his actual username, which makes no fucking sense to me, but that's what it is. Uh, He's got a weekly vlog out there called The Rock in a Hard Place. It is easily some of the... Most entertaining content coming out of uh, Middle Ontario. And lastly, <laughs> I want Not you to go to. and uh, go and read uh, Um Lowe's fantastic. She uh, she's the only girl that P two will let us have on the show, and uh, <laughs> she's she's great stuff. Please read her read her blog. Um, okay, there's your plugs. Sorry about that, guys. Oh, that was... <laughs> we're done. So, do I have a better show out of Ontario? Like, do I have a better show than Kevin? Uh, I've already stopped recording. That's... But based on your job and your profession, 
I have a song for you. Here we go, folks. Can you hear that? Yes. <laughs> I'm sailing away. Oh, my God. <laughs> Set an open call for the virgin sea. I've got to be free. Free to face the light. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well done. Well done. Sailing away, pal.